Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this afternoon? Happy Blessed Sunday to everyone out there, and welcome back to another Chosen of Valhalla livestream, the February Chosen of Valhalla livestream, and we are joined by another amazing group of people. Many of the names you've seen several times before, and a new name who just popped on right before the stream actually started, and so we'll go ahead and go down the the line starting off with that new person you've seen him in the chat sometimes it's a little too late because of where he is in the world he is our brother from the uk and that is andrew hoyle andrew hoyle how you doing good sir hello i'm doing well thanks well thank you again for for joining how is this is gonna be sounding odd how's the weather over there um it's quite cold okay um but it's not as cold as i've seen it is in the u.s mm, yes absolutely especially Randomly in the southern United States, of all places, it's been incredibly cold. Yeah. So if it's you had, bad. we were out today, so okay, too, okay. Too bad. What's the temperature over there? Um, it's I, I don't know to be honest. I don't feel the cold too well because I'm in the north of England, so I don't really get feel the cold. Um, but my wife is terrible for it, so she's always bundled up whenever we go out, even when it's when it's warm. Okay. I was hoping you'd give us a number because then I could be like Celsius or, fit no, or let Fahrenheit. Me just, I'll just, let me just check. Let <laughs> me my phone. Oh, it's eight degrees. Eight degrees. Oh, Celsius. Oh, oh, okay. Can can you transfer that for me? Can you? <laughs> I can give you a rough estimate anymore. See, I, I used to know the equation and I've since lost it. Oh, he's actually looking up the temperature. That's that's fun. I am. It's uh, 48. 48. I'm hoping that's Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. <laughs> that's Fahrenheit, yeah. 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 It's like otherwise I'd be like, that's a scorcher Ooh. over there if that's Celsius. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's been negative twenty range here most of the last couple weeks. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. But you've been able to get out a little bit, right, Rosetta? Yeah, the last couple of days it's not been quite as um well r- ridiculous to drive on. Mm-hmm. So Okay. For Very some cool. reason when it's negative twenty and the roads are really icy, my husband doesn't want me to go drive alone. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't want you to drive at all if the, if the roads are icy. That's just my own. This t- Talking to someone here who's never had to deal with icy roads on a regular well, basis. if you don't drive on icy roads yeah. at all, then you're not driving basically November till April. So <laughs> that doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> so you got the weatherproof tires and all that stuff. No, just all weather. Hmm. Interesting. And but anyway, I drive fine. Andrew Hoyle, thank you again for joining. We'll come back and, and talk about you know what we've been watching and, and everything like that. Because I, I know that you've been watching these before, uh, so you know how things typically go. But thank you for yeah. being here, man. Good, good. Yeah. Also joining us once again is the horse face himself, Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy, how is it going? Good, sir. <laughs> That's cool. That's going okay. It's going all right. Uh, yeah, thank- I survived the um, great yeah. blizzard of Texas and 2021 oh that's right yeah because that's right that's that's your neck of the woods uh how much snow did you get in your area uh, about four or five inches so okay it wasn't too bad okay so yeah, yeah I, I i don't know uh you know the uh the state entire you know fully well is that like northern southern western eastern western texas that you're in that's um southeast texas southeast near texas. The, um, yeah it's near the louisiana border I'll, I'll oh okay that's right there. that's right i forgot about that okay yeah so is that an area that you think didn't get as much snow and ice as some of the other parts. Uh, it got down to 15 degrees. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh lord! So everything froze over. Uh, we lost water for about four days. 
yeah. <gasps> but remember, Marina Sirtis thinks you deserve it. Oh, she can go jump at those. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been tirating at her. I've been tirating at her for days. I'm expecting to lose some online accounts soon. I was. Um, I, I. I just still can't get over the fact that Gary called her citrus. <laughs> Yeah, that's at an this, insult. That is an insult at, to fruit everywhere. At, at this point, it's like she doesn't deserve to have her name pronounced correctly. <laughs> so good on you, Gary. Uh, but Mr. Roy, thank you for joining us once again, and I'm glad that things have thawed out since since then. Yeah, it's sixty. We'll go fall. That's sixty-six say. right now. Ooh, yeah, that's balmy compared to the fifteen degrees. That's for sure. Yeah, they're at. It's like, yeah, four days of snow, and then it just went away in, like, a couple hours. Yeah, that sounds like southern weather. That's it's like in Louisiana, for instance, a cold front comes through. That's winter. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's 31 days, 70 the next day. Oh, yeah, great. Welcome welcome to New Orleans, everybody. It's nice to be in a, you know, where I, my, my area of Tennessee because at least it's consistent, right? It's like we have seasons, and it's so nice. But thank you for joining us once again, Mr. Roy. Also joining us is Rosetta Allen. Rosetta, how's it going? Ah, busy, 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 busy. Always. Making a lot of projects like always. Right now, yeah. just sorting air hooks so I can start doing some jewelry stuff, too. Very, very cool. Yeah, because you got the pinup project going on. Of course, you got the Eagle project going on. You're working on a graphic novel comic still? I'm working with different projects on that stuff. I'm still doing odd jobs for that. I'm still doing commission work. I'm still doing the photography drive strips, streams, moderating, working in the inner city stuff. Basically, I don't sleep. Wow. And of course, dealing with tons of ice and snow. Of course. It's snowing right now, in fact. I can oh, watch out the window. So there. jealous. Why? It's four and a half to about eight feet deep everywhere now. Please send it my way. I would I would be I would happily uh dig that snow out. Now I'll say that this time, but I'm sure if I had to deal with it every single year, I'm sure that I would have a much different opinion. But for now, send it my way, please. Work work your magic. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again for joining us, Rosetta Allen. Also joining us is the Empress of the Universe. She oh, is crap. one of the amazing <laughs> <laughs> one of the amazing Valkyries. She is, of course, oh. Tina. Tina, how's it going? I'm this week has been up and down for me. But fade in, everybody. Fade in. <laughs> so I'm having a margarita right now. Rosa says she wants the full Tina experience. She is going to get it. <laughs> go, Tina! I, go, Tina! <laughs> no, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of having an up and down week today. One year ago was my birthday cruise. Hmm. We still don't know when cruising is going to get started. That's right. is just dragging. Uh, Norwegian has canceled all of their cruises up through the end of May. I figure June will be next. So I, I am reconciled that there will be no Alaskan cruise. Mm. I'm just, I've made up my mind. I am looking ahead to next year, next September, when I can fly to Athens. Sharon and her husband are going. Uh, we're going to see the Greek Islands. So it's like, okay. I'll just put Alaska back on my bucket list. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm going to thank her. Stephanie's in the chat right now. Mm-hmm. I am going to thank her for letting me know about the death of Rush Limbaugh. Mm. I do not go on the Twitter main feed, but yeah. she was afraid that I might be going in there looking up one of the cruise companies or something and see these hateful people. Yeah. 
So she sent me like 911 through my text message and said, just wanted to let you know. Wow. And uh, I have been all week, I've been up and down, up and down mm -hmm. because Rush was the person who guided me into conservatism, mm -hmm. not Republican. I yeah. was brought up in a Republican family, but he made me see there were no party lines. It was more important for me to be a conservative. Mm. Uh, Gary said the other day on one of his live streams, there were two people that shook up radio mm -hmm. in the early 90s. Howard Stern was one. Rush Limbaugh was the other. Yeah. The thing is, Howard sold out. Rush never sold out. Mm -hmm. I still remember people when Bush the second got into office, they were like, well, you're not going to have anything to talk about. And he was like, I still have plenty to talk about. Yeah. I am not necessarily a Republican. If they do something wrong, I will call it out. And he did. So, yeah, I, he's going to be greatly missed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't even a fan of his, but I respected what he was. And mm -hmm. oh, to absolutely. see the horrible stuff people say and stuff is like, you know, I don't care who somebody is. I don't care if they're public, private, celebrity, anything. I don't care if they're a whole, all this other stuff or amazing. All this, the moment somebody dies, you shut your mouth and say, I hope their family deals with it. Yeah. And that's all you say yeah. until people have mourned. Then Thoughts and prayers. Lightly discuss. And yeah. Other mm -hmm. stuff. Well, shut I, your mouth I, when somebody dies and show respect. I, I, yeah. I really had not been this. I don't get torn up over celebrities. Yeah. The last time I got this emotional was in Andrew Breitbart, and I'm going to say it, was murdered. And anybody that knows about Andrew Breitbart knows what I'm talking about. Yes, mm. I do. I'm not, I'm not going to make any apologies for it. Mm. So that was the last time I got this emotional. But anyway, yeah, this week has just been kind of up and down. I told Odin in our pre-chat that I gave up cursing and swearing for Lynn. <laughs> it's been a tough and week for that. <laughs> it's been a very tough week for that. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, and God willing, I will keep that up and um oh while stephanie is still here forgive me uh while she is still here i promised her i was going to read this because she's going to have to leave the chat in a little bit mm -hmm. but on wednesday february 24th it will be the anniversary of travis sending out his letter as a cry for help from the alamo and this is very short, and I'm just going to read it, and then you all, yeah. you know, go ahead. To the people of Texas and all Americans in the world, fellow citizens and compatriots, I am besieged by a thousand or more of the Mexicans under Santa Ana. I have sustained a continual bombardment and cannonade for 24 hours and have not lost a man. The enemy has demanded a surrender at discretion. Otherwise, the garrison are to be put to the sword. If the fort is taken, I have answered the demand with a cannon shot and our flag still waves proudly from the walls. I shall never surrender or retreat. Then I call on you in the name of liberty, of patriotism, and everything dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch. The enemy is receiving reinforcements daily and will no doubt increase to three or four thousand in four or five days. If this call is neglected, I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his honor and that of his country. Victory or death, 
William Barrett Trapp as Lieutenant Colonel Commander. Yeah, I've actually, uh, to be perfectly honest, I've actually never heard that before. That's actually the first time yeah. that I've heard that. It's, it's engraved on a marble slab in front of the Alamo. Mm. And whenever I visit, I always get there. I've said it before. I always get there before the tourists mm-hmm. come in. And I stand there and read that. And I know one time these ladies were like, they were looking at me because I was crying. Mm. And I was like, you don't know how this gets me. And I'm not even a Texan. But there were Kentuckians that died at the Alamo. And Sharon's told me I'm an adopted Texan because I stood in some blue bonnets a few years ago. So I am an adopted Texan. Nice. That's awesome. And so, thank you. Thank you again for being here. And uh, yeah, for, for those that have just don't know about, about Tina, she's a very uh, a beautiful, emotional soul and things, I think, reach reach you that um, may not reach other people. But I think that we really honestly need that kind of um, emotion in this world because I feel like we're kind yeah. of moving away thank from you. it. Yeah. Thank you know, you. when she makes the comment about Breitbart and I start thinking back to all my when it was more in the political system and less in the culture war because I worked with the man. I helped host rallies with him. I spent time interacting with him and he absolutely was that kind of guy who would reach to anyone to see if he could get them to change their mind or agree on something. And he had been telling people, for weeks at his death that there were people trying to kill him. He'd been getting death threats, all this other stuff. And then he suddenly has a heart attack in the middle of nowhere and nobody can confirm anything. Hmm. Yes. I'm sorry, but it doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah. I would need to to do more research into it to, to have any thoughts on that myself, but yeah, I, uh, obviously I I take y'all's word seriously. So I, I, I knew the man and he was an absolutely, loving and sweetheart and that's one of the reasons why i think that the interview that i'm sure we'll talk about at some point the interview that came out today with gina carano is so important because i I think that she has kind of really helped raise the bar for all of us right to show that we need to be able to come to a point where we can just have discussions again right you know no matter where we come from no matter what our ideology our philosophy on life that we should be able to come together and and have good discussions so again i'm sure that will that will come up um as as the stream goes on uh bettina thank you again for for joining us as always welcome and of course we've got the modern major general of the channel (laughs) we got the lovely laura waiting for nerdrotic slash ryan stole my fan fiction story slash what other names have you used? Anyway, she is rocking the Cara Dune <laughs> profile picture today. Laura, how's it going? Hello. I think the Cara Dune thing's going to be permanent. So, nice. yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's yeah, solid. Good. Just happy to be here. I think California is about to come out of lockdown. Oh, oh wow. finally. <laughs> Do you think it has any correlation, Laura, with the uh, the petition reaching a certain number of signatures? Yeah, I mean, it's too late. I, just the number of people that I talk to are pretty hardcore Democrats who are just mm-hmm. kind of um, fed up. But, yeah, yeah it's... <sighs> Hold on a second. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. All right, we'll wait on... You back? Yeah, okay. I'm back. It, this is my life, I guess. Um, <laughs> is it the puppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah puppies. 
um no i'm just just happy to be here hopefully uh hopefully things will go smoothly i might have to get in the car or something oh no (laughs) well just remember we are a dog friendly channel here so if the dogs need to show up then they show up this is true they are adorable (laughs) (laughs) you're you're pet friendly you've never caused a problem with people having their pets show up on camera oh no i mean my my own pets show up on camera so that'd be a a really bad double standard (laughs) to set if i didn't allow other people's pets to show up on camera She's looking at me like, I'll, I'll be quiet if I can just lay in here. <laughs> if I could just chill with you. I just want to hang out with you, Mom. Come on. They do. <laughs> so they give you that look when they come in the door. They know they're not supposed to. They look at you like, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Don't you love me? I thought you loved me too. <laughs> no, I think we're supposed to be 25% indoor dining next week, which, okay. you know. <laughs> hey, like, wow, from 0% to 25%, I, you know. At least it's something. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just ready for it all to be over. Oh yeah, something. Yeah, you know, as someone who you know is in the classroom, I I get to talk to my students about it all the time, and they are just so many of them are they're just so over it, and it's not even because of it's not even really the masks. To be honest, uh, the thing that gets them the most is that they can't go to the football games like they used to do. Um, they can't go to dances. They can't do these things that are so iconic in the high school structure that typically people have some of the better memories of high school from. So all they have is the school part and some weird conglomeration of the social stuff that's not anywhere even close. But they're just they're just so you know I'm I'm right there with them obviously you know just so tired of it. So I'm glad to hear that there's at least some movement happening in your state, Laura. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm glad that uh, I don't have any school age children right now because mm-hmm. I, I would have to move. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, not being able to have them, especially all the other resources that come along with school. Yeah. Because you know, are the public schools in California are they still all at home? So not only did they close all of the public schools, they even tried to reach out and close some of the private and religious schools. And then they went even further than that, and they tried to ban people who were, like, hiring tutors and having, like, groups uh, study together. I mean, they, they kind of, you know, went to the extreme. Wow. And, so, so kind of going after like, homeschool co-ops a little bit? Yeah. I wow. forget what they were called, but, yeah, you got the concept. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where it's like, look, if you if you all want to not teach as a public, you know, school union – Okay, fine. So I have the choice to move my In kid. Fact, the unions could stop teaching. The unions could stop teaching. I'd be really, really good with that. Really, really good with that. <laughs> to a point. Because obviously, you know, over time, I think it might be a, a better thing. But if they just all stop teaching altogether, that's a lot of students that have nowhere to go. Because there's so many students that can't even afford private education. So it's one of those things where it's this oh, double-edged I, I, sword, no, you know. Wait, wait, wait. I wasn't saying teachers stop. I'm saying unions stop. But here's the thing: in public schools, the vast majority of teachers, if I'm not mistaken, are part of teacher unions. Yeah, because the states mandate it and regulate it to force yeah. them to be. Which yeah. is, I have a problem with actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. uh, you're seeing it happen a lot in states like New York and California, especially right where so many of the public schools are being. You know, we uh, what my principal mentioned at one point earlier in the year that 70 percent of public schools across the entire country, 70 percent of all public school students, hadn't been back in the classroom since lockdown began and when i start to think about well new york and la you know rather new york and california are some of the biggest like it makes a lot of sense that it would be around 70 percent because that's where probably the vast majority of schools are because of just population sizes 
There was that school board out here that they got busted on a Zoom call. That was about. them. Oh, okay. That was here. Yeah, people want their babysitters back. And uh, the entire school board resigned, which, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just a rotating yeah. group of people with the same mind, mm-hmm. you know. But, yep. uh, yeah. Always assume your mic is hot. Yeah, <laughs> always. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> even if you take all the precautions of the world, there's always a chance and... As we all know, hot mics can can get a lot of people in trouble. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point, right? About how it is this like never ending rotation of the same people with the same exact philosophy. As I said, we are indeed a, 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 a animal friendly channel here. As the little kitty cat is making making their appearance. Look at the little kitty cat. Look at this kitty. Is a, you know, this is the other one that you mm-hmm. don't see as often. Yeah, little. I mean, that's thing, the same thing for governor. I mean, if mm-hmm. unless you're gonna when you recall gavin newsom you vote in a new governor at the same time yep but unless you're going to vote in a completely different uh philosophy it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter yeah and so, so california hopefully. recently passed laws and or voting uh regulation like i was listening to a, a show the other day that kind of explained it where they've almost cemented that only ever like a person of like a democratic mind could ever get elected there because of the way they do the election where it's like the top two vote getters and so it's like okay, then there's a good chance that both of them will probably be Democrat. And so therefore it's like this never ending. So it's not even a choice between two different philosophies. It's about, Hey, who fits the, you know, Democrat, you know, ideology that you like better. And it's like, that's not really much of a choice. It seems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, here I am like, we need third, fourth, fifth parties. And then California's like, Oh no, no, no. We're going to be a a uniparty rule. It's like, Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we don't want to become Italy uh, with their, how many parties do they have? 20, 30, 40? No. If it's not done right, I, it can be problematic, I think. But I think <laughs> there has to be a healthy mix that works in like the Democrat, you know, the Republic system that we have. There has to be some kind of healthy mix that works. But yeah, um, it's almost lunchtime here. So I'm going to get the house situated. Yeah. Food and then uh, pizza, maybe. Perfect. Then- yeah, well, we'll go back. We'll go back to the rotation and see what everyone's yeah, yeah. been been watching. So uh, I'll be yeah. back. In a Laura, thank Take you for being here. Soon. Yeah. All right. So uh, before jumping back and talking about what people have been watching uh consuming as of late let's just say hello to the chat hello to everyone in the chat um i am streaming over on uh d live uh this time around uh just so you know though i will not be able to check the stream as much as you can see it's showing up right now on screen that's one of the reasons why um but also because i want to give all my attention as much as i can to the chosen uh so it says mr roy captain mr roy celebrating an 18 month sub streak well thank you mr roy little streamception going on over there. (laughs) Appreciate that. And Eric is over there as well, saying thank you very much for following and leaving some comments. I I very much appreciate that. All right, let's head over to the YouTube chat. Who we got here today? Uh, We got your Muslim uncle. Hail to you. I appreciate it. Uh, And to answer your question, yeah, the people who are YouTube members that get shouted out at the end of every live stream, it's the Army of Asgard level and up. So that's the $5 level and up. If you're a YouTube member at that level, you get shouted out at the uh, end of every live stream. And then, of course, if you're a Patreon subscribe star member, that there's a video dedicated to all those people. And that's a dollar or up um, for that shout out. Uh, Matthew Highland here. What's going on? JKWX76 in here as well. Hail, hail, hail to everyone. We, of course, got Tina B, who is going to be doing some double duty today. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen in the chat. We got Gridania in the chat as well. Hello. Bruce Bryant Barth here. Uh, Rosetta Allen 
doing some streamception herself. Uh, let's see. Ballin' the Hobbit. Hair Ballin' the Hobbit. We got the Honker Chonky Funky Monkey, who is best friends with Rosetta Allen. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. He's one of those I put up with a lot. <laughs> it's either a best friend or a worst enemy. One of my best trolls. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Pick your poison. At least he's an actual good troll. Um, I saw oh, that... no, he's an amazing one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like General Wingster. Like, he's a great troll. Because it's like, he's he's funny. Uh, there are certain trolls on Friday Night Tights that uh, we will not mention fully by name uh, who are the worst kind of trolls. Because they're all yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've got a few of them myself. In fact, yeah. some of them have been stalking me around the internet to harass me oh, about no. a friend's son and death a few weeks ago. Oh, no, 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 no. That's when I would uh, inform some type of official about that. Oh, I've got Richard going around everywhere. They do this stuff, reporting them and telling okay. them off. So, so for I've a second there, boy doing it. <laughs> for a second there, you were pointing down to the cat, and so I was like, <laughs> I was trying to point. You're like, I got Richard. I got Richard doing that. I'm like, Richard the cat. <laughs> I was trying to point at the chat because he is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. in there paying attention. It was like, but that's Athena. But I was just like, the way it was, I was like, is the cat informing? Well, the cat's sometimes brighter than Richard is. I'm just kidding. She's a cat informant, I see. Okay. <laughs> so all makes sense. Uh, Rosie G12, hail. Glad to have you here. Uh, thanks to listening while you work. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why I just thought of that song. <laughs> Disney sucks. They really, really suck. Old school Disney, Disney though, sucks. was fire. Really yeah, but and by the way, this, this, this hand symbol is the AOK symbol. It is not the... Uh, other symbol. I'm just uh, just going to put it out there. Uh, Dina B was saying that 70B had some CPU issues, but I saw that she was in the chat. In. So, yeah. yeah. Soul, the unfrozen assassin. Very had to hear that you're unfrozen. Uh, Cafeteño, Che, what's going on? Glad to have you back in the chat. I've seen that name before. Uh, let's see. Nathan Slay, what's going on? How's it going? Uh, Andrew Hoyle doing some streamception. Andrew Hoyle, so glad to have you on the panel, man. We'll be talking about what you've been watching in just a second. Yeah. All right, let's see. Anyone else that have not... Richard, there he is. Richard465. Otherwise known as Spartan Jeremy. He's been around the community longer than I have. That's Spartan Jeremy. And he's the one that's my assistant on my channel now. Wow. So. Spartan Jeremy. Man, that's... It's amazing how how the Jer army, how long it's been around, still going strong. <laughs> and now we got the RK Outpost army, and it's hilarious. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Pat says, looks like the Summer Olympics will be canceled officially this week. Ooh, yeah. Tokyo, Japan, not going to be happy about that. No, no doubt about it. Um, let's see. Rosie G12 says, they should be crying for Cubans and Cuban Americans, not the monster Kami. Ooh. Some feisty we words talking, there. We were talking about um, Castro, and yeah. I said, yeah, I remember the Cuban-Americans celebrating in front of the Versailles restaurant in Miami. Mm-hmm. I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But, yeah, you saw that Oliver Stone was like, I, I didn't think he was going to make it. That was his hero. It was like, uh, Oliver, calm down, please. It's like, it's like, I understand, like, saying we shouldn't celebrate the death of anyone, like, because I get that. But when it's like, we were good friends, it's like, that's a bad take, man. Don't go that route. 
<laughs> yeah. You don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one thing to be like, hey, let's not celebrate death. It's like, okay, I can at least understand that one. But it's like, he was a good. No, 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 no. Let's not say the word good and Castro in the same sentence, please. That's yeah, uh... there's, there's only a few that I'm not going to say I celebrated. Yeah. And maybe the corner of my mouth yeah. turned up when I heard yeah. about it. There is a difference between you don't celebrate versus you give uh, lip service to somebody they didn't deserve. Like the weird stuff Amy granted idolizing Ruth Bader Ginsburg and glorifying her to her daughters when she mm-hmm. died. It's like um, you do realize the stuff you confess to believe is contrary to everything she fought for. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about Edie. I mean, Dada or some of them. Well, I-, <laughs> I have, I have, I have friended people and told them to screw off because they. Yeah out attacking her death and harassing people too mm-hmm. but at the same time when i see people idolizing with some of the stuff she did i was like yeah uh, no when it comes to dictators and people like that if someone says like relief especially if they were like someone who was a victim of that uh, of that tyranny i can understand like that sense of relief like i think that that totally makes sense to me uh but yeah i mean i, I said this in my video on gina carano it's like i, I think that or not, not on Gita Carano. I, I was talking about this in my OMB report video on Rush Limbaugh. Like I was like, look, at the end of the day, you know, I think that the, those are actually the perfect people to mention, right? RBG and Rush Limbaugh, because that's like two polar opposites. And for me, it's anyone that went out of their way to like praise anyone's death. It's just like, uh, I'm, I'm not all about that praising. Like, it's like, again, it's one thing if it's like a sense of relief because of, you know, someone doing something terrible, right? But the whole praising thing just, you know, it gets to me mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, David Stout in the chat, that 70s rock fan in the chat, as well as Rosie T12 says, don't mess with Texas. Uh, Orange at Review says, feed me cookies. I have arrived. Feed me, Seymour. Uh, that 70s rock fan says, when I was living in Texas, I visited the Alamo and it was very emotional. As a Scott, I was pleased to see where Scott's listed in the Defenders. Yes. I love yes. Texas. Interesting. Yes. Does he mean like the Scottish people? Yes, huh. there is. They have flags on the inside of every nation or state that's died at the Alamo. And yes, there is a Scottish flag there. Huh. I miss when they used to have that for the founding of the country at Rushmore. They took it all out for a giant gift shop. They used to have a march of flags where you actually came out and went through all these different states and countries and everything else and how they had something to do with what became the country and the history of these people on the monument and all this stuff and it was really yeah. great and they actually had plaques underneath each one explaining all that and everything and they took it out because they need more room for parking and gift shop that by the way was tom dashell that was a democrat who did that mm-hmm. so yeah see when I, whenever i hear about parking lots there's only one thing i can think of don't don't you dare the nose just make me want to keep on singing the song you want me to leave fun fact and i think i've mentioned this on the show before vanessa carlton is the one doing those ooh bop bops in the background a very talented artist, Vanessa Carlton. I always wanted to be an Umbot girl. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wonder. It's like everyone was like, "Oh, I wish that could have been me." It's a fun song, Rosetta. Embrace, no, it's not. Embrace, it's horrible. It's embrace horrible. the fun. It is a horrible hippie song. <laughs> I like that sign song. Sign, sign everywhere. Sign. Yes, Tina knows that sign. 
everywhere side. Yeah. I hate that one even more because that was actually directly <laughs> anti-private property. Okay, well Laura, then, I have the perfect Laura, song. For, oh yeah, go ahead, Tina. That Laura, let's watch mm-hmm. into some music by the Doors then. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not. It's not a question. I don't care who the band is. I don't care right who the artist is. I'm good with most songs. I just have a problem with certain ones because of the message behind them. Hey, I know a song that would definitely uh, trigger you, Rosetta. This is the end. Imagine oh. all the people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, ignore that song and just go listen to the version Tim Hawkins did, and I'm good. So I think I mentioned this in a stream the other day, the, but the version that Tim Hawkins did. <laughs> imagine is freaking amazing i actually my, I listened... my brother's high school girlfriend was um one of the doors the doors drummer's daughter so really they... oh, <laughs> that's fun oh my god wow. Why are you so so my dad went to high school with, with uh ellen degeneres oh i'm sorry yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's it's funny. Oh, no, not high school. Maybe no, it was college. Um, but he he even went on record. My father, I'm gonna say, he went on record to say, yeah, she kept trying to be funny and she wasn't funny. <laughs> oh wow! So she was trying to be a class clown, and he he was just like he wasn't having it. So he he, he didn't think she was funny from a very early age in his life, from when he was in college. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. What I was trying, what I was trying to say was that I finally listened to the actual, like I read the actual lyrics to Imagine, and I was like, "This is the Communist Manifesto in a song." And then, yeah. sure enough, it's like if you look up anything about it, that you know, even he on it, someone put it in the chat. I think maybe it was even Pat S or someone, or it was like Pat S or Hardwick. One of them said, "Yeah, here's a quote actually from you know, <laughs> from mm-hmm. him where he's saying clearly that this is essentially the Communist Manifesto in a song." And when like, that huh. song came out, my remember I said that in one of the chats, old, and I remember said. That is a very lost soul that mm-hmm. he wrote something like that, that he didn't want to heaven. He didn't want to hell. He would rather be in some in-between place yeah. because he won't have to answer for anything. Yeah. State of nothingness. There's a lot of that that comes out when you do a lot of karaoke because you're kind of like, you know, reading along with the person as they're singing. And you're like, oh, my God, the lyrics. <laughs> so I thought I thought you were taking that a different I thought you were saying like. Yeah, yeah, that you you that's the you get to that state in life when when you do a lot of karaoke. That <laughs> you like, just, just want to go in through. Just it's like wait, I've done a lot of karaoke forever. and I've never felt like I don't want to have an hell. <laughs> what was it? Brown sugar by um, uh, the Rolling Stone. Mm. Have you, oh, <laughs> the lyrics you're like I can't sing that. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when you go to like to a classic rock song, you're like, oh, these songs were very dirty and I never realized it before. <laughs> I don't mind dirty. I mean, I mean, nah. the thing that always got me was Grease, because yes. you know you think of that Grease and it's like oh the fun like hip songs, and then you you listen to Grease Lightning and you're like oh boy, I'm <laughs> <laughs> supreme, a triple cream, a breeze. It's like mm, did you just say what I just think you just said? Yes, you did. Mm-mm-mm. Is that from the Grease the Grease musical? That must be some car. <laughs> I, I never, I never. Either saw that or it. it's I never just a car with no stress. I'm a proud car. owner of Grease on 4K. Wow! Everyone please ignore my comment. Everyone please ignore my comment. So I, I won it actually. I listened to this. Uh, there's this great movie podcast that unfortunately had to. It, they, they shut themselves down. It was called Movie BS with Baron Snyder. It was uh, a great mm-hmm. movie podcast. 
And uh, they would let members, you know, they would say, hey, we have this giveaway. And so they'd let members email them and everything. And so I won a couple of movies from that. I won Life on Blu-ray, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was a pretty good thriller, pretty good space thriller. Oh, and simple. yeah. And then I also won the 4K. It was it was actually a Grease package. So I got the 4K Grease. I got a like Thunderbirds jacket, which was three sizes too small. Um <laughs> But I wore it anyway, just once, just to, you know, be like, look what I got. And then it came with, like, a couple other things, too. And I was like, yeah. Because that's... I like Grease, too, even. <laughs> that was my big one. sister's favorite. She loved Grease, too. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Oh, Grease, too. Uh, oh no! Orange Hat says, "Wait, they got rid of Newsom." <laughs> so no, they just got the number of signatures needed to actually be able to bring the election up. Is essentially what happened. Sweet. Even though now they're like all about that signature verification when it comes to this. <laughs> it's like, isn't that yeah. funny? Isn't that interesting? Uh, Hunk and Chunky Funky Monkey dropped a two dollar donation via Streamlabs and says, "Let it go, let it go. I am one <laughs> with the wind and sky." Oh, is that the rest of that song? No, That's you don't want to. At least, at least he's been good with those. You should see the lyrics he's been coming up with for songs in my chat the last couple. Oh weeks. lord, he's been coming I up with only to songs. To, he, he has been coming up with spoofs to songs to make fun of me and Richard with. Um, okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, okay, not appropriate for the Catholic school teacher lyrics. Let's put it that uh, way. <laughs> speaking of which, Pat S, uh, my wife and I just started watching uh, Dairy Girls. Man, it's a funny show. We have to have our subtitles on because we can't understand a word they're saying. And I'm sure Andrew Hoyle might be able to confirm this. Some of these Irish yeah, people, man. It's hard for me to follow. And I, <laughs> I, I but by proximity, you're close enough. So therefore, you yeah. should all understand each other, right? No. <laughs> but no, so no, far, it's, it's been fun. Andrew, Andrew, that's not how it works, is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, y'all might as well be from this. Because, yeah, because they're actually. No. This show takes place in Northern Ireland, which is essentially part of the UK. So theoretically. Right. right. Obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, It'd be like saying people from New York are the same from pe as people from Texas. It's like, oh, oh. there's some cultural differences there. Uh, oh, oh, but, but th th that's one of the ones I got was somebody who told me after she made a bunch of anti-native comments in one of my chats that she respected my culture because she adopted a mohawk kid so she respected my midwestern monotheistic plains tribe culture because she adopted a kid from a northeast multi-theistic tribe and that's like telling somebody german you respect their culture because you adopted somebody scottish um <laughs> that's like me saying i understand and respect your culture because i adopted x-ray it's like that's not how it works <laughs> And I'm like, they're going, did she really just say that? Like, For me, it's like, I hope you didn't adopt the child just so that you could have the, the right to say that because you don't have the right to say that first off. But also it's like, really? That's that's your logic? Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just sat there in shock going, did I really just read that in my chat? What the crap just happened? Shocked, here? I tell you. Shocked to see that there's gambling going on and, in this and establishment. Then, and, then I, and, then I went, and then I went off. And then I went off on her. Tina got that reference. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> Nathan Slay, I, I like Grease. I wouldn't call myself a big fan. That's just, I, I was like, hey, it's free stuff, so might as well put my name in for it. <laughs> wow, not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> wow. But I do like Grease. You know. I do like Grease. Oh it's gosh. fine. It's fine. 
Uh, that's how he's rock fan says best line in Greece. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually saw Greece, so really, of all the movies uh, you've seen, never I just I don't remember. I do I do not like John Travolta, and I didn't even think he could act until I saw Pulp Fiction. Can we get Wait, what was that? What was that, Laura? Can we get like a complete list of actors that Tina hates? Tom Cruise. Wait, 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 wait! I'm going to agree with her on Travolta's uh, awful actor. However, uh, I saw way too many things that were really horrible for as a child because my dad always had this crush on Olivia Newton-John. So freaking even had to watch Xanadu. I did too. So that, that was hey. sort of one of the worst <laughs> movies of all time. No, John Travolta. I didn't even like him when he was on Welcome Back Cotter. <gasps> I then, loved him on Welcome Back Cotter. I love that uh, show. No, he was, Welcome I loved the back. show. The I show was good. He was, he was the, the worst I, of it. I just <sighs> thought he was very what? annoying. Oh, no. And then when Travolta he did sex. I didn't even see Saturday Night Fever until a couple of years ago, and I was like, okay. See, I don't like that movie. What? He is good yeah. in this. Oh, he is good in this. See, I actually but don't I like that movie. I didn't like it per se. I just thought, you oh, know, I was like, all these years, oh, it's yeah. taken me to finally see yeah. Saturday Night Fever. But the, <laughs> sound, but the soundtrack rocks. Yeah, so, soundtrack is great. I will give you that much for the sure. Soundtrack is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Odin. Yeah. Before Stephanie <laughs> has to jump out of the chat, yes. I just wanted to mention this, and I'm gonna mention it through the show. Uh huh. You asked me the last chosen how many YouTube channels I sub to. Yeah. I went and counted <sighs> all of them. Uh-huh. I sub to 147. Oh my! Wow. Do do, do you keep up with all 147? No. Okay. No, some of these I think are ones that like I was on a chat or something and somebody said, Hey, we're trying to give so and so support and so mm-hmm. I sub to them. Yeah. Uh but throughout the chat, I want to do a shout out to some of these that people might be interested in subbing to. Yeah. Laura knows one, Alatori. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. So I'll talk about her, but before Stephanie leaves, Mm -hmm. I've got these categorized under, I'm not even going to mention Fandom Menace, but like the genre-driven ones, movie Mm -hmm. study ones, uh, historical comedy, political commentary, and then I have miscellaneous. Well, our Stephanie B and It's a Trap Productions are under my miscellaneous, and that doesn't Mm. make them any less. Yeah. But Stephanie will occasionally (laughs) drop a video and it's just the kind of make you feel good. And it might only be 30 <laughs> seconds or so. But you can't help but smile. Yes. And it's a trap. Uh, he does his gaming. I'm not really a gamer. But sometimes I'll just go in and thumb thumb his chat up just, mm-hmm. you know, to be supportive to him. Yeah. And uh, But that's two that I wanted to mention. And I'll mention some of the others later. Yeah. So everybody get a pen and paper because i don't have links you'll have to look them up for yourself on youtube but i'll throw some of them out and you might actually hear one that you're interested in nice well yeah i can definitely back up stephanie b for sure uh because her videos as you said you're perfectly correct on that is that they just make you feel good they just make you smile and then uh yes. trap productions has been a long time supporter of the channel so i will completely uh back into trap productions uh that that dude's great he does a lot of gaming um and uh he's he's a good dude so Shout out to It's yeah. Trap Productions for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Abs. Abs. Ab- yeah. You said it. Absolutely. 
but I wanted to get that in because I know she's got to leave. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to do my miscellaneous because I knew she was on there. And then I'll touch yeah. on some of the others later. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, that's how rock fan says I should watch Father Ted. Father Christopher Miller tells me that all the time. Yeah, uh, Father Ted's good. Yeah. <laughs> Father Ted's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're a big fan of, of, of it, uh, Andrew? Yes, yes. It's it's a pretty old show. I think it was the nineties when it was first out. But um it's very funny. Mm. Nice. Rosie G twelve had mentioned never seen Xanadu. Fun fact, I've never seen the movie Xanadu. I saw it while it was on Broadway. There was a uh, a revival of it. I actually because of the way student tickets worked at that time, I actually got to be on the stage. So they had seating on the stage. And so at one time. <laughs> oh. I was sitting next to one of the like workers, like because they had an extra seat available, and so like she was like, "Oh, by the way, there's a time in the show where where you're gonna be asked to dance," and I'm like, "I was like, hey, I'll dance, but only if you do the hip the hip bump with me." And so she's next to me, and so we're dancing, and so we're just you know what we're doing, we're bumping hips, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was fun." So that was my Broadway debut of dancing. Bad boy. <laughs> of bumping hips. Good bump. <laughs> I was leaving room for the Holy Spirit, you know, during the bumps. I wish that there was, uh, <laughs> wish that there was video of that. That would be hilarious. I uh, yeah, but say, I, I, I mean, since people aren't allowed to, in general, to film those, uh, yeah, unless they had been that night as like a filming night, that'd be funny if that was out there somewhere. <laughs> Look, it's own bumping hips on Broadway. <laughs> so, do you te- can you technically say you were once on Broadway? <laughs> I could. Yes, I can. I can absolutely. It's different than when I saw I saw Equus. If anyone knows Equus, I saw oh, <laughs> I saw Equus oh, with Daniel Radcliffe, and oh. uh, yeah, so Daniel Radcliffe was in it, and then uh, Uncle Vernon, the guy that played Uncle Vernon, uh, got rest him. Uh, he was also in it too, and uh, but yes, yeah, so I got to see Daniel Radcliffe butt naked, uh, <laughs> and I was in I was in the seats that were behind the stage, so literally we're looking down on them. So like here I am, just like looking down like this, and it's like oh Daniel Radcliffe. You were in Harry Potter, and I could see there were teenage girls in the audience, and they had no—I guarantee you—they had no idea what was going on, or that this is what it was going to be. They're probably Harry Potter fans, and then all of a sudden they're there with their parents, and I'm just like, "Ooh, he's naked right now." Um. <laughs> oh, the the word that Harry Potter was naked was pretty much the only thing driving people to go to. Them, oh yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of weird when you think about it, because you're like, uh, he was an adult when he was in the show, but it was like. Uh, uh-huh. That's the kid that we saw grow up on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Maisie Williams in uh, Game of Thrones took her top off. Or yeah. Had side boob or something. We were like, no. Well, no, the whole thing with that was that in my head, she was still a teenager. And then it wasn't well, until later where yeah. it's like when it wasn't until later that I if, like she was an adult when they did that. And I was just like, it just again, because you just like you said, right, because we grew up with her on the screen. It was like, ah, oh, no, this doesn't seem right. It just doesn't just seem no, right. Maisie. Yes, no, Maisie, no. Uh, the new number two in the chat as well. And I do need to... Uh, all right, so we're back in the live chat. Let's go ahead and go down the line, see what everyone's been watching. So we'll start off with Andrew Hoyle. What you been watching, man? Any movies, TV shows, anything worth talking about? Um, I've not really watched that many films um, recently. I've been trying to collect movies and shows for mm-hmm. my own... Um, media server that i'm having at home because i got rid of netflix and nice. disney plus um so but with shows i've been we've been watching community um 
Dirty oh. Rock again. It was just all the old shows where there's, you know, there's no woke stuff in it. Yeah. Like, you know, just, oh, quick, turn it off or skip this episode. So mm-hmm. we just we, we, we tend to go back and rewatch things that we've we've enjoyed in the past. Because mm-hmm. um, at the moment, I've been working a lot from home, so I don't really have that much time to sit and watch a show or a, a full-length feature. Okay. Um, I'll probably just put something on in the background, so there's okay. something there. So you mentioned community. Uh, I I yeah. love I love it's specifically up until it went to because didn't it go to Yahoo for a hot yeah, second? That was, yeah, that was the final series. But it got yeah. it got did it get cancelled or was on hiatus and some of the actors couldn't come back mm-hmm. and then it went downhill and then the was it the guy who created it came back for the final series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that went on to Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we're not up to that yet. I think we're. We're just done series four. Okay, so we've not got to that part yet. Yeah, because the big, yeah, the, the the big campaign that was they were trying to get it was like six seasons in a movie. Like they were trying, yeah. like they actually got that trending and and they showed that they had a really big fan base. And so I, I want to say they got the, they got the sixth season, but I don't think they ever got the movie. Uh, just because the sixth season, I don't think was was as successful. No, um, it, it I think it did quite uh, the ratings were quite good on it but um mm-hmm. i don't think because it was on yahoo nobody saw it yeah because i know well, i mean we don't get a yahoo over over here mm-hmm. it's um other means that mm-hmm. i have to watch it with. yeah <laughs> well it's just like what happened with cobra kai like it was on youtube red yeah. no one saw it because very few people actually wanted to invest in youtube red and then all of a sudden gets put out on netflix and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about it and here i am like i watched this thing back when it's on youtube red and it's like yeah. i'm glad that y'all are enjoying it though well, it's, wow, it's, what a great it's, cast. I just yeah. looked, at, looked with, it um, up. Yeah. Another show that was on YouTube, Red, was Wayne. Um, I've already seen it, but my wife hadn't, so we re-watched it, and we just finished it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another show that was on, on YouTube, and it got cancelled after after one season. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think I read that it's um, Amazon Video have just put it on there. I think it was November when it's shown up on there, so there's talk that they may get a, a, a second series with that. Huh. But that was a, that was a really good show. That was by the guys who did um, Zombieland and Deadpool, who made that. Ah, okay. So I would, I would um, tell people to go and search that if you're not watched it already to to give that a watch. It's a good show. Okay, very cool. Um, it kind of reminded me of another show that was like behind the scenes, behind the paywall a bit. Um, did you ever hear of the show called Origin uh, with Tom Felton from the Harry Potter yes, franchise? Yes, the, the 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 sci-fi. Um, were they on a ship going to another galaxy or something? Uh, I mean, I'd say because it's been so long. It's a it's a group of strangers stranded on a spacecraft bound for a distant yeah. planet. Uh, yes. Abandoned passengers must work together for survival, but quickly realize that one of them is far from who they claim to be. Yeah, and uh, that was another one of these YouTube Red programs, and I just found out because I thought that it was going to come back. That's another series I watched with my wife, and we actually liked it a lot because she's a big sci fi oh, fan so that's too. No, it got apparently on uh, on March twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, YouTube canceled the series after one season. Oh. That makes me sad. Because there was another. Uh, I did remember that there was another um, show that they had. That I think that got two seasons, hmm. um, but I can't remember the name of it. It was a, a TV sequel to Jumper. Was it the, that really naff um, sci fi film <laughs> with is it Hayden Christensen? It's Hayden Christensen, yeah, yes. yeah. They made a TV show, and I think sh- um, it was about his daughter, or maybe someone related oh. to him. 
and it was it was half decent, but I think that got cancelled too because they just got got rid of all their shows. Wow. Yeah, I have a confession to make. I actually like the original Movie Jumper. <laughs> I don't I know I why. Like too. I think it's because I love the concept, and so I let the concept just take over the bad writing, acting, and all the other stuff going on. Because objectively, it's not a very well-made movie, but. I just enjoy the concept of someone being able to literally do it. Like he's doing instant transportation from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, uh, you know, eras. I'm like, that's just awesome because I've, that's of all, um, uh, of all powers I've ever wanted. It's instant transmission. Is that the Hayden Christensen movie? It is. Uh-huh. It is. <laughs> yeah, the Hayden Christensen. That. Yeah. That too. When he was in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. When, when, I, <laughs> when I finally said, wow, this guy might actually have a career in front of him without George Lucas. Yeah. I know it's like you see you see Jumper and you're like, oh, this seems like a big budget film. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, was in the movie, I believe, and uh, was rocking like blonde hair, like like bleach blonde hair, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> yes. It's a bold choice. Bold choice for sure. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, maybe he's got a career. Uh, uh, maybe not. Father just said no. No, father just said no absolution for you. Oh, father, no. <laughs> father, saw, don't tell uh, me this. Hayden Christensen did like a community, uh, a charity soccer game mm. uh, the other day, and he just looks so excited and happy yeah. just to not not be acting anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think he's found his niche, right? It's just, you know, going out, doing these types of events, you know, obviously in the future, going to, you know, Star Wars celebrations, things like that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, just if we ever wanted to dive into, like, the art of acting and, and his career and everything like that, I'm sure we could have a, a pretty big discussion. But I think that most of us will agree that he had a major impact on most of our lives because of the character he played. Um, and so, and also has led to some of the greatest memes of all time and... I mean, got to show love and support for that. It was funny, though. They were filming him as he was kind of warming up on the sidelines. And just the love coming yeah. from the crowd. He was just, he had this big smile on his face. Oh, yeah. It's like waving at everybody. I was like, oh. That's one so of the cool. coolest things uh, was the one Star Wars celebration I went to. Uh, I was able to go with the Geeks and Gamers crew. And we, it was the first time Ahmed Best had returned to Star Wars Celebration, uh, who voiced Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks. And the amount of love he got was so cool to see. And and I know that he went through a very traumatic experience in his life, right? He got, you know, to the, one of the darkest points of his life, almost took his own life. And the fact that he was able to come back to this universe that led to a lot of that darkness and just get love and support, it was just powerful to watch. Yeah, but. sorry about the Alan Tudyk uh, autograph session. yeah luckily he was great though like it's just you know um because yeah for the for those that don't remember i was trying to actually i was trying to i had signed up to get a picture with him because i love alan tudyk i think he's a great actor he seems like a genuinely good person too and i ended up doing like a live stream of one of the events that was not being live streamed by disney uh, it was just one of the events they chose not to. So I had a ton of people watching. And so I was I was doing the live stream for it. And I missed my window by a few minutes. But it had already ended. The entire thing had already ended. And so I went back and I was like, 
I just I'm five minutes late. It's like seriously, like he's already gone. There's nothing that can, that can be done. There's no other, you know, because like it's like I leave tomorrow. There's nothing else, and they're like, nope. And there's a no refund policy as well. And so uh, I was I was luckily enough able to be able to get it transferred over to an autograph signing. Um, so I was able to talk to him at the very least, and uh, it was really cool. He's such a nice oh, guy. It, it did work out. Okay, I was yeah because you, you were I you were into the rebels panel. Mm-hmm. And I was yep. excited. I was streaming that. the Rebels panel because no one else was streaming it. Not even Disney was streaming it. So, um, I felt so horrible about that. I was like, oh my god, he missed his- <laughs> it all worked That's out in the end anyway because I was able to talk to him uh, about his dogs because he has rescues, and I was able to tell him that I, we have rescues as well. And uh, I actually had this was before Thomas, long before Thomas, and so I uh, was uh, looking into, um, you know, I, I basically was just like, hey, by the way, um, could you make this out to River and Willow? Uh, to the dogs because oh. and because i mentioned that they were my dogs he he was like congratulations you're being rescued and i was like yes perfect line from oh. his role so yeah oh, that's so nice i'm glad to hear that yeah absolutely uh, anything else you've been watching andrew um well i'm trying to think um i did watch um for all mankind that was on apple tv that's one of the few streaming services that we've got left and that's only because um we got it for free for 12 months um when i bought a new apple phone last year yeah i got that same but thing it's, too um yeah it's up, i think it's up for renewal but i don't think i'll bother with it mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not much there's not much on there mm-hmm. but um it was a decent show i think it's just been renewed as well it just started again yeah um other than that it's, i've been working quite a lot and my yeah. wife because she my wife's a teacher so She's mm. always on a computer doing lesson plans, so we don't really, like I said, we don't get time to um, mm-hmm. sit down and watch something together. Yeah, I hear that. You mentioned uh, about building up um, a media server. What what did you decide yeah. to go with? Um, it's I've let me just check. I've not actually bought it. I was getting the files first, mm-hmm. um, so I've not actually bought a server yet. Okay, I've not decided which one to go with. Cause... Are you going to get the, like the pre-built? Or are you going to try and like build your own? No, I'm going to build my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just get a, because I've got plenty of um, hard drives because I'm I'm actually making my own video game. So I've got nice. countless hard drives oh, all over cool. the place. So nice. um, I'll be using plenty of those. So I just need the the actual um, you know the box to put them into. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I know when I was looking into getting a server and, and, and having one, I was talking to Comics Division a lot about it. And he kept pushing, like, build your own server, build your own server. Mm-hmm. Like, here's all this stuff. But I was looking into it. I'm like, this just is... Because I, I, I you know, built my own computer, which was already, everyone knows, if you've been with the channel for a long time, that was a struggle uh, on many different <laughs> levels just to keep that thing up. Um, <laughs> but say, it's... I have fond memories of Oh, that. yeah. That video, that video is still up. That, that, <laughs> that video is still available somewhere. Um, and, oh, it's... I remember I had... It was... Uh, I had Mr. Peabody on. I had, uh, I think Dion was on with me too. And like, it was just me. No one else could hear them because I hadn't been able to figure out how to like, you know, get the audio through the stream. So I have these headphones on, these like wireless headphones on and I'm listening to them. And so everyone's just looking at me talking to myself because they can't hear anything. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so confused. It didn't work. It, <laughs> we found out that the RAM, like one of the sticks of RAM was bad. And so oh, it's just a whole process. Yeah. And and it was so funny because I started off that stream so excited, so pumped, and you then, did. yeah. 
went downhill oh, very you quick. Need, you need Henry Cavill to help you build your next computer. <laughs> mm. Dude, when I saw that too, I was like, look at Henry Cavill. Like, he's got everything. He's got the oh, muscles. He's he got things but... upside down. Uh, and i'd watch so many videos to get ready for it but yeah i'll never look like henry cavill putting a computer together that's that's a fact um just like no no you won't um um, but no so i because of that though i was like there's just all these different things going on and so i ended up getting a synology nas which actually is it's it's a very well put together machine and it does everything I needed to. And actually I've gotten to the point now where I'm at some point needing to buy like an extension, like the expansion unit. Cause I've already got, I've got all five of my 10 terabyte drives. So it's good stuff. Yeah. They, um, they sell a five bay expansion unit. I believe works. Yeah. Unit. Yeah. Cause uh, underneath it on new egg that tells you that there's an expansion unit and that the, the label, like the actual like model unit number so that's like one of the next things i'm gonna have to look into getting but um so you're gonna build your own andrew that's oh what was that laura i saw a um, random tiktok about going to thrift stores and buying old like um tv boxes that they have a one terabyte drive in them huh to like rip them open and uh if if you know how to do that kind of thing interesting take the hard drives out and what kind of boxes are these you know, like uh, DirecTV, Uverse boxes. Oh, boxes okay, yeah, yeah. All of your, um, yeah, most all of, of those stuff. are going to be, um, especially the newer ones, are going to be laptop drives. They're not going to be. Oh, full, it's like full. what three and a half oh. or two and a half versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the size of the box. If it's a really big box, it'll probably be a three and a half. But if it's yeah. a smaller box, it's going to be a two and a half. God, and you said that word box, and now all I can think of is what's in the box. <laughs> in the box. <laughs> You you already need space because freaking that's fifty terabytes you got in your. <laughs> oh no no I got I got so no 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 it's it's one of those things where I've just reached the point of expansion has like my my uh rate of expansion has ended and so yeah I don't need it now so it's it's not gonna be like my next purchase necessarily uh but if I want to get any more hard drives which again sometimes are on sale and I'm like it's on sale but it's bad I have an addiction to uh <laughs> to storage what can I say yeah I got. Two eights and two tens of mine. I don't think I'm going to run out of space anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I because keep in mind, like I have my own personal collection, which is like hundreds of movies and and several shows. But then I also have the preservation uh, space too, and those are like those are full uh, actual like direct copies of Blu-rays and DVDs. Because uh, the whole point of that was to, if for any reason a company ever said we are stopping this movie, we are not producing it anymore, and it's gone. I would have at least the ability to replicate it. Um, it was the mindset with it, but that takes up a lot of space too. Yeah, I, I gave up on 4K to just start ripping Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I ended up. Handbrake. Yeah, and uh, thank you again for sending me that drive. I'm sad <laughs> that it kind of like you know kicked the bucket, um, but I was able to pick up this, this like Archgon external drive that does the same thing. So I've been able to continued backing this. Speaking of 4Ks, that's a great segue. I was able to pick up a couple 4Ks recently. So, uh, the Patriot on 4K. So, I actually realized I used to own this Patriot on DVD, but then I gave away or sold all my DVDs before I left New Orleans. I, like, put it all in a box and then there's, like, these apps that you can, like, scan them all and then you'll get, like, you know, $10 for 100 DVDs because that's just what they're worth. Um, <laughs> that's the Mel Gibson Patriot, right? <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson Patriot, yeah. And, uh... There's a- 
there's a Patriot with um Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, there is. Is there really? <laughs> I remember that. Yes. I guarantee. I, feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that movie is gonna have be great for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's, is it fat Steven bad. Seagal or skinny Steven? All I can think of is that, that guy has done so much. Listen, now all I can think of is the YouTube channel Fat Steven Seagal. Uh, oh, always like yeah. the last part's always changed. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who's got everybody trying to use inappropriate words as my stream ends thanks to him doing it. Oh, he jumps in your streams for that. He, you know, he, he literally, I did my whole sweet farewell, my tribal stuff, all that, and right as it was cutting off, he goes, penis! Oh, and Lord. he's trying to get everybody else to do that to me now. Oh, Lord. Oh. My youngest sister and I went to see <laughs> on, what is it called? The Steven Seagal movie on, was it Forbidden Ground? or Oh, shoot. I wouldn't well, Anyway, we were the only, we were we were the only two people in the, a theater full of people that were laughing because mm-hmm. the movie is hysterical and it's not supposed to be. <laughs> there was one that he was in where he he like had to either break out of a prison or break into a prison and it's like some rappers in the movie with him too and at one point he has to say like are we all right? And it's like no. We eat. <laughs> I don't remember wow. what the movie is, but gosh, That's so cringe. On Deadly Girl, it's got um freaking, it's got Michael Caine in it. Michael Caine. Oh my gosh. Michael Caine. He was in between Christopher Nolan movies, I guess. He needed a paycheck. You think? <laughs> he needed like a new house. New house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell, this movie's made back in '94. It's actually kind of old. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Hey, fun fact. All of Steven Seagal's movies have three word in them. Above the law, hard to kill, yes. out for justice. That is interesting. Mark for death on deadly ground. That's it. That's the, that's the one me and my sister saw on deadly oh, ground. That's great. Yeah, we were laughing so hard and people kept looking at us and we're like, what? Don't you think this is funny too? Fire down below. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> you also, might want to get that checked out. Also, Geek Geek True sixty four has has just spit some facts. He says, "I think Steven Seagal works for the Walmart five dollar bin nowadays." I think wow. it's so funny because yeah. actually, if you mention that, if you go to any bargain bin, I guarantee you, Steven Seagal films will be there. They will now. Oh, there's like remember. there's like fifteen more, really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's the one where he's on the, uh, is it the boat or the train or he did it under siege? I guess that's his only three. Only the only two, two but, word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to my main point, uh, Patriot Sorry. on 4K. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, Patriot 4K. I had a DVD of it at one point. Didn't have it on Blu-ray. So I decided to get the 4K. Shout out to John Flickinger because he was oh. the one promoting this a lot. Um, so I ended up picking that one up. And then finally, I was able to pick up Peninsula, which is the Train to Busan sequel. Uh, haven't watched it yet, but uh, what are you laughing at, Rosetta? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, Peninsula on 4K. You want, you want me to stand? <laughs> Do it. Oh, oh, I thought you were laughing. Never mind. <laughs> feel, if I feel... was there, I'd smack you on the back, Rosetta. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. Breathe, damn you. But anyway, those are my 4K titles that I, that I was able to pick up. So 
Uh, before moving on from from Andrew Hoyle, anything else you want to talk um, about? No, you just go oh. with it. Very cool. I would um, promote my game, but I have nothing to promote yet, so okay. I'll, I'll wait till the next time. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, when we get ready for the next time, just have any links and stuff like that ready to go. Yeah, sure. We'll, yeah, we'll promote uh, it. My niece is actually in school for, um, I guess you call it game design. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. cool. I don't know if you need uh, if you need anything. Just reach out to me on um, on uh, what are we on now? Discord. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> just What's the name of it again? Discord. Uh, if you you know, I don't know if she needs to do like a senior project or anything. She's at her final final year of school. So, hmm. all right, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Nice. I'll help you out. Yeah. What kind of game is it going to be? Like a single player or like what, um, what's the genre? Well, the um, the story was for a single player, but the people I've been working with have said we need to get a multiplayer in there. Oh, okay. um, so it's going to be a open world RPG type of um, nice. type of game. They're um, very popular the story, nowadays. Yeah, well, the the story I had um, <coughs> was born from the t- a TV series that I had while I worked at the BBC. Um, that that was going to be a um, a TV show, mm-hmm. but. Well, I say going to, I was speaking to people there before I left. Um, and then I spoke to someone after I left and they said it would probably make a better video game than it would do a TV series because it would be very expensive to make. Okay. Um, so it's kind of, it went on the back burner for quite a, quite a while. But then I just decided to, you know, work it out on my on my own. It was, it was basically after watching um, the guys on Friday Night Tights, you know, when Az was saying make your own content mm-hmm. um and they can't cancel so i thought well i'll just get that so i reached out to a few friends uh, a few other people and we just got the ball rolling really nice very good and uh, did i just hear in all that that you said that you also used to work for the bbc i did i was nice. hoping to breathe past oh. that because i didn't like it okay <laughs> no well, 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 it's, it's, when i was there it's nothing what i'd imagine it is now because i left mm. um was it 2007 so okay 14 14 years ago um so and i don't think there's anybody who's still there who i would know the Mm -hmm. the last person i know was a few years back and they were saying it was it was really getting bad for um the woke ideology that we're trying to force on on what it is now Mm -hmm. so i'm glad i left when i did oh yeah because could you imagine being there having to defend shows like doctor who and (laughs) i know i'm so glad i don't have to after watching (laughs) Everyone rip it to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can tell me a little more because I know As has talked about this a little bit. Um, y'all essentially pay like a tax that goes towards the BBC, or how does that um, work? The, the, the license fee. Okay. Um, it's uh, well, I don't pay. I've not pay, actually paid it since before I worked for the BBC because mm-hmm. you got a free license free while you were there. But after I left, I refused to pay it anyway. Okay. Um, but you said it's. Um, I'm not. They're trying to make it where it's not illegal anymore for you if you don't pay it. Okay. Um, but at the moment, the it's, so you're a criminal. Is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I think it's 100, 140 pounds a year. I think. Like I said, I, I haven't paid it for a while, so it might not even be that anymore. Wow. But um, yeah, it, it's it's mandatory. Everyone has to pay it. That's insane. Um, and the the stuff on there is crap anyway. So yeah. It's like paying for Netflix and not watching it. 
Like, why would you do that's, that? That's why I gave up Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. That's kind of a... But it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of like a TV tax. Um, when, mm. you, when you go out to a store and buy a new TV, mm. um, you were always given... Um, a form to fill out to say I've bought this television so I need to re- fill in for a TV license um, and you send it off. So you can't buy a TV unless you get the license? Um, I'm not too sure nowadays because I okay. pay my TVs off Amazon so they just come to the door. That's a great point. Well, it yeah. used to be at one, one point where you could go to a, an electronic store and that's if you bought a television that um, they would a form would come with it that you had to wow. fill out and send it back to whoever. I guess if there's only one positive thing to say about Amazon, it's that, hey, get around that pesky little fee. Yeah. <laughs> but this okay, time... uh, I'm going to have to get going. I'm not feeling very good. Oh, oh no. Okay. okay. Do you want to at least show off yeah. my picture I did for you? Yes, absolutely. 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 Go ahead and uh, do you still have it? Yeah. All right. So Rosetta did a wonderful picture of me and baby Thor. And it's uh, it's very very precious. So I'll go ahead and uh, boost the screen up. Boom! Look at that. That's awesome. I appreciate especially the attention to my beard. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. By the way, I did this on live stream. <laughs> Hunky and a lot of them knew I was doing it for you and didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And uh, and also, uh, since you're not feeling too well, anything you want to shout out before you head out? Other than I give thanks to, as much as I'm teasing them, give some support to my Brit boys because Richard and Hunky and them have been very helpful and very supportive over the last bit. And even give some niceness to Gentry because he actually is a nice guy when he's not lazy. Mm-hmm. I see you in chat, Will. <laughs> and, and she just called you lazy. <laughs> but anyway, Rosetta, I hope you start feeling better. Take care, everybody. All right, have a good one. <laughs> bye. Oh, bye. And yeah, I hope you feel better, Rosetta. Um, and Will Gentry had put in the BBC license fee is no different than paying for a streaming service. Really, you don't have to pay for it, but they will check to make sure you're not set up to receive it. So yeah. it's it's like you don't have to, but if you don't, you're in trouble. Yeah. It- <laughs> Yeah, if you if you say you don't watch the BBC, um, oh sorry, if you don't watch terrestrial television mm-hmm. and you don't watch the BBC's um, online app, mm. then you don't have to pay. I think that's what As was saying in some of his streams that oh, okay. he said that he doesn't pay for it. But mm. um, yeah, if you do watch television, if you put on BBC or BBC Two or ITV, mm-hmm. then you have to pay it. Wow. Well, I say you have to pay. No, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know anybody, honestly, who does still pay it. Be amazing if you, if you had to go to jail if you didn't pay it. Yeah. Well, what you in for? I didn't pay my license fee. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's hardcore. <laughs> I'm in for murder. What are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> pay my license fee. And you know what? I, I guarantee you there might be... Who... Yeah, go ahead. I didn't know somebody who went to jail for stealing cable, so it does happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's stealing cable, right? It's one thing. It's like you're stealing it from someone else, but if you're, you know, just not paying a fee, it's like, eh. That's what I think it, it was probably the hundreds of people that he helped steal cable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that will make a big difference, that's for sure. 
All right. Yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome. That's a, uh, it's always awesome to talk to y'all and to find out more and more about y'all's uh, background and everything. So former, it's like former BBC employee, Andrew Hoyle. Welcome to the, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, don't do it. <laughs> don't mention me to that company. No, no. Let us know when you get your server up and we can send you some stuff that you want. You yes. Know? Yeah. Cool. And also of course, just let me know if there's any films you need. Well, I have a huge list that oh. I'm still trying to get, but I'll work through them. Oh, very, very cool. By the way, I did uh, someone, I think it was like the last stream someone had mentioned it. Maybe it was like the last chosen stream where people wanted me to make like a wish list. And I finally did make one. So I would say that if you wanted to, you might want to, you could probably make a public wish list too. And then that way yeah. people could be like, Ooh, let me send you this. And, um, it was also really cool because I think you had won one of the giveaways and and I, it was, weren't you the one that made a comment saying like, he got this to me in a few days and I've been waiting yeah. weeks for something else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been waiting. It, I think I, you, I won it on the Thursday and you said it'll be with you Friday. And I thought you meant the following Friday and it was there the next morning. Yep. <laughs> I was like, because I say, I say, I, cause luckily I've had a lot of people who have been watching from the UK for a long time now. So uh, one time when I did the giveaways just on the general channel, uh, someone from the UK won. And so I created a UK Amazon account. Oh. And so I just went in, paid the regular shipping fee. And it said Friday. I'm like, oh, that's actually really quick. But yeah. You're so smart, Odin. I know. I try. <laughs> I try my best. I'm trying to find my list. There it is. Where it is. Let's see. Send list to others. View only. <laughs> copy link. I feel like Gary right now. Oh, yes, I need to copy the link. <laughs> I need to yeah, copy not... the link. There yeah, it is. Do not, do not give them the option of editing. Yes, I, that's why I, I was like, view. <laughs> I was like, view only. Okay. Oh, Lord. If this crew got to edit that list, I can only imagine the They'd things that would pop up. They'd have Fritz the cat in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'd have a lot of other things, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially this Will Gentry, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't I don't have any space here. If you saw my setup, you'd cry. But I, I'd love to give physical media to people who want it. Yeah. So make your list. Yeah. But speak, send you stuff. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of which, I have all these. So... A lot of these films were films that were sent that I had either duplicates of or were upgrades for something. So all of these are going to be films I'll be giving away at some point. So got tons of nice. stuff. Yeah, I got Speed, The Phantom, 1917, Sonic, Rambo, Last Blood, Midway, Bad Times at the El Royale, Bells of St. Mary's, Going My Way, Top Gun, Mall Rats, and Total Recall of the original, Wait, of course. Did you, did you say you had The Phantom? Is that the one with Billy Zane? Oh, oh. Of course, it's the one with Billy Zane. What other Phantom would movie. I have? I, I love that movie. Tina's playing with dibs. <laughs> yes, dibs on the Phantom. I went to the movie. She just likes Billy that. Zane in the spandex. We all know. Billy Zane in spandex was hot. <laughs> I liked it because uh, when we were younger, they they had like these giveaways at the at the theater, and it was the skull ring that he wore, and yes. it was so awesome. Oh, Will Gentry. Yep, that's exactly that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly where my mind went. I was like, this is exactly what they would put on that list if they were allowed to edit it. So, 
science. <laughs> it's for science, I swear. <laughs> and I'd be going, oh, Odin's into the porn hub now? Who knew? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. That's not how this works. <sighs> Lord, Lord, Lord. And uh, yes, Geek Truth, it was an upgrade to the Mallrats Arrow video release. That's uh, That was the regular Blu-ray release. So. Oh, Mallrats, it's a schooner. <laughs> It's a schooner. <laughs> you dumb B word. <laughs> dumb B word. <laughs> I'm going to get a sack lunch. I'm going to stay here until <laughs> I see it. Oh, no. The best, the best line that he has, and if you have kids, cover their ears. <laughs> you know what? There is no Easter Bunny. <laughs> is that the same one with a sack full of quarters? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Maybe ah. so funny. Oh, it's so good. Um, anyway, Andrew Hoyle, thank you for being here, man. Sorry. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> tangent, sorry. Oh, no, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. That's what we do here. We we live for the tangents. Apparently. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on? What you been watching? Uh, well, I renewed my HBO subscription. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> um. I watched um, a movie called Underwater. Hmm. It's it, okay-ish. That, it was that the one with uh, Kristen Stewart? Sparkles. Yeah, it was, a, yeah mm-hmm. it was a 2020 film that was made three years prior that they sat on and then they released it. And it bombed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I only know of that movie because that was back when back when there was a box office to break down. Um <laughs> That was one of the movies. Yeah, let's let's see because it's it's up here. Where did it go? I'm trying to find it on here. Underwater. Where did it go? Yeah, yeah. It was literally the last film that was made by Twenty Century Fox before they switched the name. That's uh, so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not a bad movie. The plot. I mean, the whole story generally makes sense and stuff. It's yeah. I'll say CGI is pretty bad in it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's an okay movie. I I, I don't know if I'll recommend it or not. You know, it only lost seventy three million dollars, so it's you know. <laughs> yeah. Does, oh, does that mean Disney? That does means... Disney lose that? Good. Good. <laughs> Tina's just like good, good, yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, because um, who's been shouting that film out recently? Because it, it's it's someone um, in our community. Believe, believe it or not, it's Efab. Yeah, that's right. Mister H, I um, think enjoyed it too. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad film on an mm. objective level. I mean, the story makes sense. There's not a really too many plot holes and stuff. It's just. Oh, I watched it. It just felt like a generic horror film with bad CGI. I just, it's not something I'll watch again, but I mean, it's its not something I could say that's bad. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, if mm-hmm. y'all got a HBO Max subscription, you know, give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, it, it's one where I've been like, I kind of just want to, this is before I found out EFAP even liked it. I was like, oh, I kind of want to see it just to see how bad it was because it, it, it bombed so much. Like, So I just assumed that it had to be bad. But then as soon as I felt like, if EFAB of all people, if Mahler of all people is going to like speak highly of it, there has to be something going on there. So for the film we're talking about is is Underwater uh, with Kristen Stewart from 2020. So yeah, when yeah. I found that out, I was like, okay, maybe I need to watch this after all. 
Yeah, it probably bombed. It was released in January with no marketing, so yeah. that's probably why it bombed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because I didn't even hear about this movie until people said it bombed. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's like you either hear about a film because it's good or because it's bad. It makes no money. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, underwater. So you said it was it was okay. What would you give like a grade? Uh, probably a six or a seven out of ten. I mean, it's okay. It's average to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Um, I watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, What'd I want to see think? that so bad. Um, it's, I have mixed feelings about it. It's, I, I went to the movies. It, it, this is, <laughs> I was told this is a comedy, but I don't think it's an actual comedy. It's a <laughs> drama. <laughs> it's got some dark stuff in it, man. Yeah. yeah it, there's nothing, there's no actual jokes or actual comedy in the movie. It's just goofy acting. Yeah. It, yeah just surrounded by uh, actual drama that's actually not bad. I mean, yeah, and also, I mean, I guess the only, I guess they just assume Taika Waititi dressed as Hitler is going to be, is going to be making people roll over and it's like, that's not as funny as you would think it would be, but oh, no jokes. it's just him <laughs> just being goofy. It's, it's nothing really, yeah, there's no jokes or anything to laugh at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a really odd way to make a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really is. It's it's one of those movies where I just didn't know what to think of it. Like I feel, I feel like kind of like you as well, where it was like, okay, it's supposed to be a comedy, but I'm not really laughing all that much, and but it's not really bad necessarily. Like a, like an yeah, the actual story is interesting. Yeah, throughout pretty much most of the film. Yeah, it's kind of hard to take it seriously with all this goofy acting and yeah. explosions. It's a weird mix of genres. I think is the best way to describe it, right? It, it's a drama that is promoted as a comedy, and there's these elements that are like it's like if you took certain elements and certain tropes from a comedy, but then you put it into a drama with serious subject matter, and it's like that doesn't work, and like it doesn't yeah. sound like it would work. And guess what? It doesn't work. But I mean, it's not really bad I mean, necessarily. Yeah, money wise, it worked. I mean, oh yeah, it was a film. It cost like fourteen million to make, and it made mm -hmm. over nine million dollars. I mean, yeah, it worked in that aspect. But mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to watch this again. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it worked, but I also don't think I would ever want to watch it again. <laughs> nah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I recommend it. I mean, it, okay. yeah, if you get a chance to to watch it. Watch it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it, what was that? It's it's. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's one of those films where I didn't hate it, but I also thought it was vastly overrated. Like it was one of yeah, those things it, where people were just, you know, going crazy about it, saying, Oh, it's so great. It's so clever. It's so witty. And I watched it. I'm like, it's not bad. It's not really that good necessarily. I it's, it was a weird, as you said, it was a very weird movie. Uh, calling it, calling it a comedy is a stretch to me. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure, big time, absolutely. Uh, were you able to see anything else? <sighs> I saw Man of Steel. Yes. Okay. Uh, here, let's do it. <laughs> here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, if you are a Zack Snyder fan, trigger I'm warning. Um, <laughs> so, so, Mister Roy, I'll start with you. What, what are your thoughts on Man of Steel? 
That's torture. <laughs> I, I've never even seen it. I hadn't either. <laughs> <laughs> like, so why is it torture? What about it made it torturous? God, this is so depressing to watch. It's... <laughs> Everything's dark and this weird color shade throughout the whole movie. And mm. Superman's dad's an ass. And... <laughs> but you're still poor... supposed to feel bad when he dies? It's like... He let poor Kevin just fly off into nothingness or whatever. He, he, he's saying, hey, maybe you should let your classmates drown in a bus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I saw that scene. <laughs> He might as well have said that. That's that's a fact. He did say it. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it, man. So like, I just, oh man, I, I don't even know where to start in some of this stuff. Like they, they, that they're the Kryptons are on a planet that they're apparently mining the core out of, and they can mm-hmm. do space apps. Yet they stay on the planet when it explodes, and you're like, just leave the planet. I mean, what the hell? This this movie's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of putting it. I would say this movie is stupid. Um, I I do want to go back to what Tina had said because basically, yeah, it's like poor Kevin just gets you know sucked up into the cyclone, and it's he could have totally saved him, but it's all it's, it's, it's all fine. I, I see. I prefer the Glenn Ford version of Pa Kent in uh, Chris yeah, Reeves. Speaking Superman. of that, hmm. he has no problems being shirtless, saving a bunch of people on an oil rig, but he won't save his dad. Come on. It's <laughs> 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 a fair point. I, I wonder if the breakdown between the people who like Snyder and don't like Snyder is like people who saw the old Superman. I mean, mm. I know Odin didn't care for it, but yeah. it's like, can you imagine seeing that version of Superman and then seeing Snyder Superman? You yeah. Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. And that, um, as a YouTuber, I'll bring up his channel later. He does projects that never came to fruition. There was a Superman that was being kicked around by Warner Brothers. It was after Tim Burton's Nicolas Cage project fell through. Uh, it was like every young actor in Hollywood was hoping to play Superman. And one of the scripts that got punted around was written by J.J. Abrams. And that's what got leaked onto the internet. And I think that's the copy that Gary and Tom on Midnight's Edge said they saw and they said it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Where uh, uh, Superman's father his real father is actually the villain of the story and Krypton doesn't explode and all this BS, which people said that just goes to prove JJ doesn't know anything about Superman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, what? Uh, and that's probably the script he's going to make his Superman movie from when he finally makes it. Cause they keep saying, yeah, JJ's going to make a Superman film. It's like, yeah, it's going to be the same script. <sighs> And it's going to be Ky- uh, 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 Jarrell's going to be the villain of the story, and Lara's going to be the hero, and Krypton's not going to explode, and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, no, I just love, I love Glenn Ford's performance. And I know he was like towards the end of his career, but the things that he would say to Clark in that version 
where, you know, you have these powers and you want to help people. And from what I heard about Kevin Costner's performance, it was like, it just, yeah, let that busload of kids drown. You can't reveal your powers. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Kevin, go back to riding your horses with the wolves or whatever that heck you did in that stupid movie. <laughs> I hate that stupid movie. You don't like Dances with Wolves? No! Are we, adding, movie. are we adding Kevin Costner to the list? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I hate she, Dances with Wolves. She I loves like him Kevin in Waterworld. Never, I think in the Waterworld. Is it me or is it just Kevin Costner's just Kevin Costner in every film he's ever in? He really is. <laughs> Mr. Roy, my brother calls Kevin Costner the most average of white men. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he basically but, is, I, though. I must say, Kevin Costner in Bull Durham, you buy yes! him as yes! a baseball player. He yes! is the whole, um, yes. I'm the player to be named later. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. I loved him in Bull Durham. Loved him in JFK. That is one of my all-time favorite yes. movies. Right. Yes. But And Kevin Costner pretty, pretty much, I know a lot of people don't remember this, he pretty much got blackballed in Hollywood after he made JFK hmm. because the movie didn't fit into the perception of what the JFK assassination is. Okay. So he, that's kind Did of Did he go into conspiracy by chance? I never seen it. JFK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oliver Stone, unfortunately kind of threw everything, but the kitchen sink into it. Oh. And, but, he did hone into a lot of the major things that people had brought up questions about mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the assassination. It was Oswald or Patsy and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And the character that Costner was playing was a real character. He was the only person to ever bring uh, a, um, an indictment against someone who was possibly involved. Hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I read... All of those books. I even met the one lady who was on the grassy knoll at the time that it happened. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They took her video or took her film camera. Somebody did, and was like, "No, you only heard three shots. You didn't hear multiple shots." Mm. So I'm sorry, Mr. Roy. I just yes. <laughs> Rosie brought up the Intouchables. I love the Intouchables. Oh my god. <laughs> No, intelligent tangents are always welcome. Yes. If you, if you go off in a tangent and I'm learning things, and I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> it's like, cool, man. I start cool. going down rabbit holes. <laughs> no, no, you you're, you go. Andrew, were you going to jump in for a second? <laughs> no, just when you said untouchables, like, oh, I want that for my list. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Untouchables. I'll write it yeah, down right now. Yeah, completely forgotten about that. That is so good. And I think I Rosie sent me that one, if I'm not mistaken. You have to see it. And, of course, the critics were complaining about, oh, he stole that staircase scene from Battleship Potemkin. It was like, yes, but it was so well done. <laughs> At least you looked at it and said, yes, that's Battleship Potemkin, Odessa step scene. Not one of these rip-offs where you're trying to pretend like, oh, I wasn't inspired by anything. No, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Still from the best, as they say. Still yeah, from the best. absolutely. Yeah, and John Connery won his only Oscar for The Untouchables. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that's the send them to the morgue. You send you send yes. one to the hospital, send one to yours to the morgue. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that the famous uh, Robert De Niro playing Al Capone with the baseball bat scene. <laughs> Puppy. <sighs> yes, even your dog love their dogs like, yes, that's a great scene. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm excited about this scene. Yes. <laughs> This is my life. This is this is this is my life. See what I do? I just talk to him. Like when that happens during videos, I'm just like, "Yeah, you're right, River. You tell him. You tell him, honey." <laughs> so, I feel Man like of I Steel. Get her a squirrel. Just... <laughs> Meanwhile, back to Man of Steel. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Man <laughs> of Steel. A eh? so not a fan, Mr. Roy of of the Man of Steel. Um, um, yeah, so, basically, yeah. in a nutshell, when you. For people that generally don't like the movie, it's basically a movie where it's a bunch of scenes, and throughout the film, every time you go to a scene, you're like, okay, where's the other stuff at? Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel right. And then there's a scene that comes up that explains something, and then you start turning your brain on. You're like, okay, that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then it just continues, and your, your brain's still trying to figure out what the hell, and then the movie ends, you're like, that didn't make any damn sense. <laughs> pretty much the whole damn movie. Yeah, I remember that um, oh, when Brightburn came out, my immediate thought was, man, Brightburn's so much better than Man of Steel. <laughs> That's a Superman origin I story. Even, I couldn't even finish Brightburn. It was making me so mad. I was oh. like, I'm going to have a freaking aneurysm before this is over. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, not uh, to mention the cinematography in this movie is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's hand cam shaky cam all over the place it's got this weird zoom stuff where he zooms in on certain shots yeah headache. yeah for sure yeah headache inducing i think is, is a perfect way to describe the cinematography of this movie but also the color palette too you're just like you know superman is, is typically seen as more of like a colorful uh world and obviously you know many people think that you know nolan may have had an impact on it because he was one of the producers on the project and it was trying to go for that like more dark gritty realistic take like the Dark Knight franchise did. Um, it just didn't, like, it's just one of those things where it works for a Batman movie where the guy is a rich guy who is able to afford all this technology and everything. So, like, you can make that work. But when you have an alien who has powers, right, that's superhuman, then it's almost unbeatable in many ways. It's like, no, you can't really take that realistic approach with the film. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kryptonite was in this film at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that either. Did did they do the did they do anything with the the scene that I remember most from Superman is where he finds the crystal that they sent with him mm-hmm. and he so puts like, it in yes. his The only weakness well, I remember the film is when they step on his ship and he breathes in their atmosphere and he gets sick. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's really I mean, sad that too. Was beautiful. I, I will they, s- yeah, when they bring the crystal in and he he puts it in and he like learns about who he was mm-hmm. and then that's when he really turns into Superman in the old in the old movies. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This movie is just—I don't know—he's raised on Earth all his life and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, I want to be an alien." I guess. Uh, I mean. He, he feels he relates more to the aliens than you know the family that's raised him all his life, and it's, it's a strange movie. Well, <laughs> I hate it. I will I will actually defend that point because I the, there's extended family that I have who were adopted, 
And it, it tends to happen that in many cases, especially when there is like a, a major difference between like cultures and stuff like that, where they tend to go through an identity crisis. Um, and and it's something it sometimes can get really bad and it can come to the point where they would actually associate more so with uh, people that they've never met or had any time with because it's this connection they feel with them that they've always felt like they didn't have with their uh, the people that have raised them. So that actually is, I think, based in reality um, with, with yeah, people. Who, who so yeah. Howard Kauf told him, you know, maybe you should drown your classmates. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I can understand certain parts of it, but then it's like, yeah, because uh, the big thing that always gets me is that Michael Shannon, who is such a great actor, I love him in this movie as Zod, and they just waste him. It's like, really? You're going to give him one movie, and you're not even going to let him shine? Ah, just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the harder I think about this movie, the more head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin Costner. Lord Almighty. Anything else you've seen, Mr. Roy? I saw Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> oh, no! What? You just went on a spree. <laughs> a Snyder spree. Snyder oh, spree. We, we had a Texas blizzard, so I had plenty of time. Oh, oh that's right. That's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> so you decided, like, I'm going to torture myself <laughs> with some more Zack yes. Snyder. Yes. Oh, no. I don't think be as bad but man, it's close oh see i prefer man of steel hands down to, to bvs oh yeah there's Martha. nothing in man of steel i enjoy i slightly enjoyed the yeah the batman superman fight's okay-ish it's yeah. the martha part <laughs> well because things are getting so epic and then all of a sudden it's martha why'd you say that name Man, BBS. Now, did you watch the extended version or the theatrical version? To be honest with you, I've seen the theatrical Mm -hmm. years ago. Probably when I was in theaters, I saw the extended. Okay, well then... Okay, well, well, according to people that are fans, then you should have seen the definitive version, and all of those issues should have been fixed. Because the ultimate edition is gospel. That's what? (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. They're like, oh, oh, have you seen the theatrical, or have you seen the extended edition? Because if you haven't seen the extended edition, then you haven't really seen the movie. Because more Snyder solves everything. Yes. Yes. Both versions are both terrible. Sorry, it's they're they're both really bad. <laughs> Those extra thirty minutes make a difference. Damn it! Thirty minutes of what? That's my question. I've actually never seen the ultimate edition because people said they keep telling me you have to watch, you have to watch. And I'm like, why would I want to watch a film that has even more <laughs> stuff that I don't like? Yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, my Again. brother. My brother didn't like the theatrical. He's got both of them. He said mm-hmm. he didn't like the theatrical. He preferred the directors, and he's very snooty in particular mm-hmm. as to what he likes. So I didn't go any further because I haven't seen either one of them. Yeah, yeah, they're not worth your time. <laughs> yeah. 
Will Gentry, I think, has worded it best. I've seen some people mention it. He says, the long version doesn't fix anything. It does fill in a number of the storyline-based plot holes that got edited into it. So, yeah. So, basically, it's like certain stories make more sense, but it's not fixed. So, it's like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's the same thing I said. This film does the same thing. It's just a bunch of non-connecting scenes. And Mm -hmm. then every once in a while, you'll get exposition explaining something. Yeah. And then once you turn your brain on and start thinking about it, it doesn't. It makes your head hurt. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I I hear that, and uh, and that's one of the things what I'm I'm very skeptical of when it comes to the Snyder cut, because it's just like everyone's like, but it's gonna be four hours, and it's gonna be all Zack Snyder. I'm like, that's not a good thing if you look to his history of work, especially in this universe. I just don't get it. I don't get it. <sighs> yeah. Well, I know that I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of that, I did watch Justice League. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are. Well, that's none. That's none of him. I don't so. know why you would want to put yourself through this torture when you're already going through all the snow and ice torture. It's like, why would you do that to yourself? Uh, if you were to ask, I don't know. I've already forgotten about this movie. <laughs> 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 Which is a very, ma- like it's a very masochistic like- move, is the point. Is the- <laughs> We're all, like, forcing ourselves to Snyder. You know, trying to figure out Snyder. It's like, if uh, I watch more Snyder, I'll figure out Snyder. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't want to figure... I don't want to watch this stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> uh, no, I'm dumb. I watched this stuff in the first place. <laughs> There's so many other things you could have watched. Yeah. Seven Samurai, the Samurai Trilogy. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Battleship Potemkin. Sunrise. You could have watched this amazing film, Master which is the <laughs> live-action Mulan. Master Commander. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I really don't want to pay for I wish. I wish the K-Man... Oh, Shout out to the K-Man. The K-Man oh. did. The K-Man. Uh, he's working today. He wanted to. He wanted to be with us, but he sent me a bunch of films, and one of them included this. And it was like, really, really, you sent me this one of all the things. Um, oh, I've seen so many reviews that have torn that piece of garbage to pieces. Yeah. My oh mindset. My, my mindset is that I now have, for all time, the fact that Disney shattered out a paramilitary group. That was responsible for the uh-huh. Uyghur Muslim genocide. So hey, yeah. I'm holding on to it for history, yes. Yes. for posterity. We want to thank. Hey, the thanks for keeping those dissidents silent. We're <laughs> seriously right. <laughs> we want to thank barely the... hear their wails of pain and suffering. <sighs> we want to thank the SS for letting us film near Dachau, Auschwitz, and all those other fun places. Seriously, it's the same exact <laughs> thing. It's it's essentially the same thing that they did with with China. God, it's. But you know, according to Biden, it's their culture. So it's a cultural difference, man. Come on, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, of course. What are you gonna do? Come on, you know, man. They're silly Chinese. Come on, man. You know, she she gets it. She gets it. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> she gets it. Okay. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like I feel like it's gonna come out tomorrow and be like, by the way, I watched a great film last night. It's live action Mulan. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, really? Tell us more. Tell us more, Uncle Joe, please. <laughs> oh, man. Alex McCarthy. 
says BVS Ultimate is my fourth favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and this is why Alex no, McCarthy. Alex, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is why if you don't like a movie, it has to be bad. <laughs> love you, Alex. <laughs> yes, uh... I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Roy, you said that you basically already forgotten about Justice League. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know the basic is Batman goes and finds other heroes. And they yeah. resurrect Superman, and then they fight some CGI horn dude. I guess I don't yeah. know. You remember the Steppenwolf? What? I don't remember the name. Oh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah Steppenwolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. I Which I never remember. believed to be a character name because I grew up, because maybe Pat S can confirm this, but in New Orleans, I believe there's like a bar or like a, a venue or there's a band called Steppenwolf. There's a band called there's Steppenwolf. There's a band. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, so like every time I heard Steppenwolf, I'm like, the band? And it's like, no, he's the villain. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, he's a band. What are you talking about? Villain in Justice League. Oh man, and that CGI yes, JK Buck. The CGI mustache, the thing of nightmares is that oh my god, the face I'm I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame Tom Cruise for that crap. Sure. Little, little tiny I feel like you'll blame there. you'll blame Tom Cruise for everything, Tina. Little, Come on. Little, little Tommy. No, Tommy <laughs> had in Henry's contract or something that he couldn't shave the mustache. It's like mm. he couldn't grab a mustache back for your stupid Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> so he's got to keep the mustache and then Warner Brothers and their laziness sloppily CGI's it out. So yeah, I'm gonna blame Tommy for that, along with me blaming him and Alex Kurtzman for that stupid mummy movie. I'm done. <laughs> also, yeah, Brian Barth, I've seen your question multiple times now, and the answer is neither, because neither, in my opinion, I think. Because I've already seen the first one, and it's not good, and I don't have high hopes for the second one. So, um, as far as that. And then, of course, Alex McCarthy's like, I'm watching it right now, by the way. And it's like, of course you are! <laughs> I bet it's on repeat on his house. He's like, oh, yes. <laughs> It's his comfort. It's his comfort movie. Disgusting. You disgust <laughs> me, Alex. You disgust me. Oh, Lord. Anything else, Mr. Roy? That's it. Oh, man. It's like that. It was like, that's it. It's like, are you kidding Dang. me? I watched three different films in the Snyderverse. Dang. Uh, I, I thought that would be entertainingly bad. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's put you to sleep like, really? Is this still... It's still on. Yeah, it's still on. It's still on. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, apparently, there's going to be a four-hour version of Justice League. Oh, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, no, no, thank you. I'm ready. I need, I need, I need somebody's HBO Max password. So I, <laughs> I got you, Tina. I got you. For real? For real? Free TNT. I got all of you. If I want like free you get a movie checking. you get one you get one I no seriously I was checking the theaters around here and I don't know if any of them are going to have Godzilla versus Kong because I wanted to see it over at Cinemax and they said oh this location is temporarily closed and I was like oh crap I have to see that movie mm. no uh, me and you both I'm seeing that movie in a theater I don't care where it yes is, yes oh what Godzilla versus Kong fight I need yes. to see it yeah I mean, especially they showed it on the trailer, like King Kong, like 
Shabap! Hitting King, hitting a Godzilla like in the face with a punch. I was like, yes. Oh. And I've learned so. Me and Laura talk about it later. I have learned so much about kaiju <laughs> monsters in the last few weeks. <laughs> I am so pumped up. <sighs> but you know, you like know all the backstory with like the turtle monster and the- mm-hmm. yeah, Ghidorah and all yeah, uh, Gamera, 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 and um, uh, I've, a friend to all the children. The friend to all children. <laughs> That's right. The song. Oh, yeah. Can you play sing me a song? Through TV, through Gamera. Yeah. Through Gamera. yeah. <laughs> Lord, uh, <laughs> Mr. Roy, thank you very much for uh, for sharing that torture that you put yourself through while things were going on. That's. <laughs> God's Godspeed, good sir, is all I had to say. <laughs> Godspeed. Oh man, oh man. But yeah, because uh, if if Laura was going to hook you up, I, I was uh, I could totally do something similar to what I did with Mank uh, for you, Tina. If it comes down to it, so. Well, I'm just. I mean, I just kind of want to see it out of it yeah. for curiosity's sake. It's like if somebody told me we found the nine-hour version of Eric von Stroheim's Greed. I might not like it, but I'd still like to see it. <laughs> Just to say I saw it, right? <laughs> to say I saw it, but because Greed is already one of the greatest movies ever made. I don't know how it would be in a nine-hour version, but I sure wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, before jumping with uh, with Tina, let's go ahead. <laughs> And let's 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 go let's go with let's go to Laura first because I know that everyone's been I know that everyone's gonna gonna be uh, wanting to hear what Tina has to say, um, as as everyone wants to hear what everyone here has to say. But Tina, as we all know, um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty epic thing that happens here. But Laura, what you been watching? Oh, so I see, like Tina's the anchor. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean. No, I, I could go with Tina. Runner at the end. No, 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 no need to excuse. You put the strongest person at the end. But I you see, you're setting up, so it's like you're even more important because <laughs> if you don't have a good setup, then the ending can't possibly be good. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's how it works, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you been watching? Oh. I've watched so much in the last month. Um, if you have HBO Max, um, check out Passengers. It's, Was it uh, good? I enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, it's, it, it's fairly predictable, but I mean, you got Jennifer Lawrence and mm-hmm. Christopher Pratt like romancing each other on screen in this gigantic spaceship that's hurling through space. I mean, it's kind of, you know, a predictable space romance, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. So, are you a fan of the J Law? Oh yeah, I mean, okay. I've, the thing is, it's like I've seen a lot of interviews of her, and she just seems so like wacky. <laughs> she's just does so, she like, does she now? <laughs> yeah. She's like a normal person who's like stuck in Hollywood, just yeah. kind of like overwhelmed with it all. Mm-hmm. I guess she got invited to go to some famous person's. I mean, after she had been famous for quite a while, mm-hmm. she got invited like madonna's house or something and like just just like was like sick and the anxiety of having to go and have like dinner with madonna she's just like i, I can't deal with this it's yeah so i remember when it was at the oscars one year i think oh my god yes puppies yes puppies 
Um, I remember she went, she was at the Oscars or something and she was accepting an award or something. And then she like tripped falling up the stairs or something like that. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's like a normal person to yeah. me. I mean, I, I, I guess that's why I relate a lot with her. It's like, she's very attractive. She's obviously very talented as far as an actress goes, yeah. but there's just like, it's like with Gina, you know, there's this normal Hmm. person stuff there where it's like other people it's like i i don't think you would sit in a room with me and have a conversation yeah i've always i feel like i've always just had this this thought with her where it just seems like it's an act you know i, I mean i might be the only one that's had that kind of perception but like that's the reason why i've never been as big on her as i have with with recently like with gina carano for being real because every time i've seen her in interviews i'm like i don't know if this is real. it just doesn't seem real that's true oh, yeah yeah of oh, uh, uh jennifer lawrence yeah, yeah. Yeah, J Law. Uh, yeah. You know, at the start, like when she. <laughs> I'm almost like worried. It's like, does yeah, she when, she tripped, or not? <laughs> when, when she tripped on the stairs, and I thought, oh, that seems so natural. Mm-hmm. She's so nervous. And then when she started coming out with the, oh, Florida deserves hurricanes Ooh. because they voted for Trump, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Never come back to Louisville, you mm. whatever. You yes. shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You are not. You are not a good Southern girl. This shut up. This is why I don't follow actors on Twitter. It's like yeah. I. What? Yeah. And to be honest, for for me, uh, Rosie G twelve mentioned it. It was when it was her performance in the movie Mother. It no rather not her performance. It was the movie Mother. Um, and she happened to be in it. And I think that just, that just, I think that this happened just to leave this really bad vision of her because she was in that movie. And I was just like, no, same thing with Harvey R. Bardem too. I'm just like, no, why were you in this? Gosh. But I tend to be fans of people like, um, Daniel Radcliffe, um, the, oh God, the guy who got caught up in the vampire movies. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Too much. I'm sorry. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Sparkles. Sparkles. Captain Sparkles. Sparkles. (laughs) I can't be in the sunshine because if I am, I spark. (laughs) (laughs) How glitter! Wait, you die? No, I sparkle. (laughs) It's like these these people who I see like they could be potentially great actors, yeah, but they get caught up in these like big events mm-hmm. you know it's like I, I think daniel radcliffe would have been a, an excellent um and tom felton the guy who played malfoy yeah it's like i would love to see what their careers would have been without these huge blockbusters and but you know what i will say i'm glad you mentioned those specifically because radcliffe actually has had a pretty i think good post harry potter career um most recently he was in a, a really interesting film called guns akimbo where he wakes up with guns surgically attached to his hands, and it's like <laughs> really entertaining. Um, just the premise for the movie. You're yeah, like, <laughs> you're like instantly like, yes, I want to see this movie. Um, oh, hello, I can see myself. No, it's <gasps> just um, this is this is the clippity clippity clip that you keep hearing. Oh, the little clippity clip. Sadie, Sadie's tail's like wagging. She's, she's like, you're talking to me. <laughs> but She's I'm not going like, to talk to you. I'm just going to come in your room when you're at trying to... Oh. I'm assuming that must have uh, some some barking or something like that happened. But yeah, I love when the dogs just like come in with a clippity clap, clippity clap, clippity clap. It's always great. Um, but yeah, um, no... Dan- oh yeah, go ahead, Laura. Sorry. That's I'm okay. dealing with like notifications popping up from oh, the Lord, yeah. dogs and stuff. Yeah. And- 
Yeah, uh, Pat S um, says another one. A Sw- Swiss Army Man he was also in, which is also a hilarious premise if you've never seen it before. What? Okay. Have you seen Swiss Army Man? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. So basically a dead body washed up on a shore, and this guy who is like at the end of his rope um, all of a sudden realizes that this, this body can be used for basically anything. So he ends up like he ends up riding the dead body off of the island, and it turns into a jet ski. Um, and so it's Daniel Radcliffe is the dead body, and so literally water's shooting out of his butt, and he's a jet ski. Um, that's why he's called Swiss Army Man. <laughs> literally, he's a body that just turns into everything. Oh, it's oh it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Lord, you think you've seen it all? On the yeah, so you think you've seen it all? And then you see Daniel Radcliffe with the water coming out of his dish. You know, you know that's just yeah. And then uh, Tom Felton actually has also had an interesting career because he was he was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He had a supporting role in that, and he did a pretty good job. He played a really good villain, uh, villainous role in that movie. Yes, and, I uh, did like him in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the show I was talking about earlier um, with uh, uh, with Aquatus Andrew or Origin, Queen like the series Queen. Origin, he was great in oh. that series too. I remember hearing about that, and I was mm-hmm. trying to like look for it, and then it was gone. I yeah. Was like, oh. Yeah, I don't know where you'd. I don't know who's picked up the distribution rights to it because it was a YouTube red. It was a YouTube premium um, show, so I'm guessing it might still be there. But if someone's picked up the rights to it, then uh, it could be. In fact, I still have that page open, so uh, go on. I'll, I'll look up and see if I can find out where it is. Cool. Yeah. Um. So of course I watched Haywire. Yeah. Um, we need to get a movement going. Uh, if you could. I know you know more people who have bigger channels mm-hmm. to to watch Haywire because I honestly I was shocked how good it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured I would turn it on, I'd have it in the background, kind of of like my little hey I support Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, it it takes a lot to get me engrossed in the movie. I was fascinated. I was like, holy crap! This girl has so much potential mm-hmm. because it takes a lot for an actor to be on screen and be, be doing like very little, yeah. but to engage you. I mean, there's very few actors who can do that. And she doesn't have even like any formal acting training. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I watched it and um, I, I really enjoyed the fact that she beat up Ewan McGregor like <laughs> quite thoroughly. That's right. That's <laughs> well, like, yeah. What I love most about that film um, is the fact that, it is her obviously doing like all the fighting herself, but also what is unique about the movie is that they purposefully do not have any music playing underneath any of the fight scenes. And so all you hear is the actual sounds of the fight. And that just adds that level of realism to what's going on on screen. And it's such a unique thing because typically when you see action sequences and action movies with fights, there's music underlying it. There's like all these other things going on, but all you get to see and hear is the fight and it, it's really well done. Yeah. I mean, it just, I have a very um, weird attention span. It's like, you got to get me at the first moment. Yeah. And if it goes too long and you're not keeping my attention, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's like they're classic movies where I've left like halfway through. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm great that you enjoyed this, but like, you know, an hour in, I was like ready to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And and for someone who that was her first movie, she has no acting experience. And um, t- for her to engage me at that level where she she physically like scared me at some points. Well, I was like, 
there were some points where she like snuck up on somebody she was about to give a whoop ass to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, holy crap. I feel sorry for that person mm-hmm. because um, her, her physical, uh, her physicality was um, she was smaller than sometimes some of the people that she was going after, mm-hmm. but you could feel it. It's like, she has some kind of energy inside her where it's like, she's either going to kill you or she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to explain that type of, um, I, I figured when I first like started to learn about her, I figured that she was from some kind of like um, disadvantaged background. Mm-hmm. That she was, you know, somebody had to fight her way through life. And it turns out, actually, she's from quite um, a well-off family. So that, that fire that's inside her, that drive, it's it's just 100% who she is. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I, I would suggest anybody, if you're a Gina Carano fan, mm-hmm. if you want to support her, just check out that movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it would help her. You know, her career a lot if you went and checked it out. Yeah, and as you all know, I'll always, uh, you know, promote the the physical media. And I think that the movie is not too much on Blu-ray right now. I'm sure that it's going to be coming, uh, becoming a lot a lot more scarce as, as people, I think, kind of will just fly over to support her. Uh, but yeah, you can get the Blu-ray for about eleven or twelve dollars right now, and I think it's it's well worth it. Um, you know, as people have been mentioning in the chat, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie, and uh, Soderbergh was is just a very talented act uh, director. Um, he's done films like uh, he did Unsane, which is a film he shot completely with an iPhone. Um, he's done he did the Ocean's Eleven uh, remake uh, with George Clooney and them. Um, so he's, he's always been a very like a talented filmmaker, very competent. And so it was really cool to see him work with her, um, with that, with that movie. And yeah, a haywire is fantastic. I can highly recommend it for sure. Especially if you like fighting movies and you want to support her too. And, and speaking of that, you know, I, you know, the interview with her, uh, with Ben Shapiro just came out today. So that's another way to support her is to watch that interview because you just really find out how much of a sweetheart she is. Did you get a chance to watch that, Laura? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a daily wilder. <laughs> Daily Wilder. Daily yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Cap is delicious, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm a Daily Wire uh, because I believe in putting my money behind like mm-hmm. geeks and gamers. And believe me, there's months where I would I really like to have that ten dollars <laughs> back. I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I believe in putting my money behind the the people who I feel are kind of speaking out mm-hmm. against the popular culture right now and um yeah it's 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 one thing to like listen to that interview but when you see her yeah i mean it it hurts me how much that this has hurt her Mm -hmm. and it's like she really didn't you know it's like if i felt that she had done something wrong you know it would be different but it's like well come on in is that the okay, dog? Lay down. <laughs> All I could hear was down. the click, clack, click, clack, click, uh-huh. click, click, click. <laughs> um, If I felt that she had done something wrong, I, you know, something horrible, mm-hmm. I, I would never stand behind her. But it's like, th- that's the problem. It's like the, the minor offenses, the like the tiny little, um, what, what's that saying? It's like, find out who you can't joke about and then mm-hmm. you'll know who controls the culture. Yeah. It's like, if, I mean, it's like if you if you can't make the slightest little joke about 
what she did. Yeah. Oh, like, the beep bop boop, okay. you mean? Yeah, the beep bop boop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, she, she pretty much put it out on Twitter. She was like, okay, so you came in here and now you're leaving. Uh, all right. <laughs> I love dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. They're so, it's just like, I'm going to come on in. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Uh, I'm going to come on so in much. now. I just want to come in here and hang with you. I don't know okay. why I turned him into Yogi Bear. I'm going to come on in, get a picnic basket. Yeah. She's a super old German shepherd, so that's pretty much the voice oh. that we do first. Hi, baby. Come here. Okay, I'm going to come back in now. My daughter used to live here and would like hang out with her and walk her every day. And she left. Now so she's lonely. She's kind of like in a state of mourning Aww. right now. Yeah. Oh. Right. Woo. <laughs> we having fun now, man. <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah, I, I I do think that's that's true though. Is that you get to see this interview with her, and you just get you know when you actually get to watch the video. Because uh, for those wondering, it is it is now available uh, publicly on on I think it's uh, Ben Shapiro's YouTube channel or Daily Wire's YouTube channel, and um, you just get to see. You know, one for I just actually just listened to it. Like I just was listening to the podcast version on Saturday, and I just could hear the emotion. But yeah, there was a couple of moments when I turned the video on too, just to like to see because I, I could just hear the pain that that I could just you know just tell was there. And it, it's one of those things where not only is she just a very real person, but also she's someone that was even more real because she was hurt, right? Like I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are celebrity status, right? Hollywood types who if something like this happened to them, they might get hurt, but then you would honestly, you would see that they were, were kind of like feigning, uh, you know, any type of pain. Like you could tell it would not be like serious or authentic. You feel everything that she says. Like you feel that she is like a regular person who got pulled into this industry and was having a lot of fun with it and just got burned completely within the matter of a few years. And, and I think that it's really sad to see someone who, as you even said, didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's one of those things where she didn't even get burned because she came out as a Republican or conservative. She got burned because she was in the middle. And I, I think that it's just really sad to see that happen. Well, I, I think the thing is, it's like a lot of people will sympathize more with her, with someone that's like, I'm not political. Or I really haven't paid attention to what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like the, the just the casual missteps that you can make, they can ruin your career. And I've heard a lot of other YouTubers, especially like amazing Lucas, who I used to listen, I used to listen to quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, he's like, she deserved what she got. And it's like, dude, do you not understand? It's like more people will sympathize, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. With her. It's like, I'm not really politically aware. These people are all coming at me. They seem crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. they are crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, uh, yeah, this is like what I believe. I'm sorry if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. and it's like, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You're not allowed to say, mm -hmm. say like, uh, I don't like 100% agree with what you're doing. You have yeah. to 100% agree or mm -hmm. you're out. Yeah. Mr. Roy, were you saying something? Yeah, there was something interesting about the interview where she'll bring it up when she'll start to make these mis um, so-called mistakes and mm -hmm. They're bringing in these, um, what do you call them? Um, uh, publisher, um, what do you call them? Publicist. Uh, the, the, the publicist yeah. to basically coach her into what to say to the public. And they have these long winded little list of things to apologize for. She's mm -hmm. like, 
I can't say these things. They're going to see, you know, Twitter's going to see right through this. Mm-hmm. They're going to say me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very interesting to see how Disney re you know, reacts to these kind of situations. Yeah. With people with actors. The one that got me the most was the one when she was told, yeah, we have you signed up. You're going to talk to these 40 activists. And I was like, that's insane. One person talking to 40 people. Like, again, just us having this, this discussion where all of us are respectful of each other, giving each other time, right? You know, taking turns. That's one thing. But imagine it's one person against, essentially against 40 people at the same time via like Zoom call. And her response was beautiful, though. She said, hey, how about instead I take four or five of them out to dinner and actually get to talk to them in person and actually have conversation. And it's like, at that point, it's like, I know that she's being real and authentic because instead of it being a, oh, it was so terrible. Oh, they treated me so terribly. And, and like, oh, this is so ridiculous, right? 40 people. That's so ridiculous. And not, you know, offering any alternatives to it. Like just basically just saying, I have no responsibility at all to talk to anyone. She's like, no, I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to hear the other side out. Like the fact that she said that, and I keep going back to it. I did the video about it earlier where I'm like, the fact that she calls people like Pedro Pascal, a beautiful soul. Like, it's like, that's the moment you realize that this person is not your typical Hollywood type, right? Uh Because the typical Hollywood type would never say that about someone who's viewed as, like, an opposite viewpoint, right? And so it's like that point you're like, if if you're not on Team Gina, I I just, I don't know where you are. I I don't understand where you're coming from. Uh I Carl Weathers put out a tweet, Mm -hmm. and it was like, Gina and, and, um... Oh, shoot, the Mandalorian guy, like right next to each other, like, you know, either reviewing tape or they were doing something together. Mm-hmm. And I think his message was it's like, you know, we don't have to like all agree politically to like work together. And I had kind of a harsh response to him. I was like, if you got fired because of your political views, do you think Gina would still be working mm. on the Mandalorian? And uh, yeah. It's like, I, I, I wish that, I mean, she said that people had been sending her scripts and mm-hmm. people have been reaching out to her and said, you know, I, I want to work in this industry, but I'm, I'm afraid of being canceled. Yeah. And, and also like, the, the powerful thing too about, you know, that same vein was she said, I could give you a story right now that would turn the entire narrative around, but I can't because I'm not going to give out, I'm not going to give up a friend. And it's like. That's powerful because we all know, and she mentioned this in the interview too, right? Where in fighting, even when you're fighting against people, you support them. Like it's a very supportive culture in fight culture, apparently. And it's different in in acting where where she's like, but in acting and in this Hollywood environment, people will literally turn on you at a second's notice if it will improve their career. And so the fact that she's not willing to play that game is also something worth worth noting. But that's what I've heard a lot from people like uh, Robert... Burnett, Robert mm-hmm. Michael Burnett, um, he, he and other people, they've they said a lot. It's like, you know, it's just this cutthroat world in Hollywood. Yeah. And anything they can find to use against you. Um, th- somebody involved with the Daily Wire, um, he was he was kind of like a um, a PA in Hollywood um, when he, he founded the Daily Wire. But he he would talk about that they would have Jeremy Boring. See- yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're like my hard drive <laughs> well because the interview and like all the stuff going on right now is still fresh in my head and 
and he he's he's the, someone that was a part of the uh like the hollywood culture at one point yeah i guess he had some kind of like bush gore bush sticker on his truck mm-hmm. and people were like wow you're really brave we're <laughs> <laughs> driving around hollywood so stunning so brave <laughs> but he was like well i just made friends because i had a truck and i agreed you agreed to like move everybody's furniture and I like, made mm-hmm. friends that way. But um, it's weird that like conservatives in Hollywood had to have like secret meetings. And stuff. Yeah, seriously. And I always love it's I love and I hate it when you hear these people tell their stories and they're like, you know, Gina was saying I have people coming up to me like at a beach party and they're like, hey, by the way, um, I, I support what you're doing. It's like you're whispering at your own house. Like, and, like when she said that, yes. I was like, it's so true though. Like I could totally see, and I've heard these stories told where people are afraid, even in their own house, if there's other people around who they can't trust, it's like, Ooh, that's scary. That's the part of the interview that really, that really made me sad. Yeah. And she was like, why are you whispering? You're in your own house. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, I can't, I can't imagine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Neither can I. Absolutely. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I've said, it's like I I can't imagine being in an industry where you had to hide. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I've been out since I was sixteen. <laughs> I mean, and you know, a lot of people don't understand like what Star Wars means to me. It's like mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, I I was harassed to the point where I I was considering being like violent, but I was kind of considering it, and I I. I mean, I don't really believe in like God or anything, but yeah. I feel like I was given a, a sign because I went into Return of the Jedi and I was like thinking, you know what? Yeah, I, I know where I can get my hands on a shotgun. And all these people like who've been harassing me since I was a teenager, yeah. you know, I get to like take them out, yeah. you know, and I went into Return of the Jedi and it's like I saw the the evil that. I'm, I'm guessing it's the, it's a dog again. I'm, or the, it's, I think she's been having some notifications on her phone pop up too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it shows you the power also of film, you know, it shows you the power of film, the power of fandom, right? Cause we, there's been so many people in the fandom menace community, right? Where people have, have had, you know, have had some dark moments and the community here has just been able to pull people out of it you know, has been able to give them a support network and things like that. Um, I know there's people who watch, who've been a part of the Asgardian community for years now, who this is one of the best ways for them to reach out to people. This is one of the best ways for them to communicate. Uh, friendships have been forged, right? One of the greatest friendships of all time in the history of Asgard is Mr. Peabody and Adam Shawhan. Like those two, uh, you know, opposite parts of the world are some of the best of friends. And Adam was going to visit Peabody uh last year and of course it got canceled because of of covid um but again the fact that it led to a friendship where someone was going to travel you know all across the world essentially um for that i mean again it's just an amazing thing what happens but anyway i, I see that you're unmuted so uh you know laurie said you're talking about return of the jedi hello <laughs> laura Okay, I'll 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 keep talking then, because 
I love the sound of my own voice. What can I say? Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's it's the power of fandom though that can really bring these things in. So um, we'll try it. We'll try one more time. Laura, you still there? Maybe might need to restart or tech issue. I see the camera on. Hello, I'm back. Sorry. Okay, there you go. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I have to vamp and I've got nothing ready. Uh, oh no, she's... No. All right. Uh, she'll be back. She'll, she'll, she'll be back. Um, as Super, though, was talking about the Gina Carano thing, which was relevant to what we were just talking about, saying my favorite part was, quote, don't try to ruin my life with lies when your life can be ruined with truth. And that was a very powerful line from that interview. Laura, you're back. I'm sorry. That's it's okay. Like a, that's okay. <laughs> so I put in this, like, DoorDash order with, like, you know, all these, like, modifications and stuff. Yeah. And of course, the order comes in. It's like, how do you get my ranch dressing? It's like... <sighs> I, I really don't want to do it. Hey, here's a fun fact <laughs> about ranch dressing, though. Every time I put a request in for ranch dressing, nine out of ten times, I don't get it. It's usually well, with... I'm sure you, if you love ranch dressing so much, surely you have some at home. I do, but there's you know, you know there's a difference, right? There's a difference between the store bought stuff and what they have at these restaurants. It's like they're it's creamier, it just tastes better. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Let's see. I'm trying to look at my list. Oh, I yeah. did watch. Um, I watched Dunkirk, and I heard Tina didn't care for Dunkirk. So I, I never saw it. Dunkirk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only saw it. I saw it in bits and pieces on my cruise two years ago. So mm. it's hard to judge when you see a bit here, a bit there. No, you didn't miss much. There. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Laura, you liked it. I I love war movies, okay. and I I know you didn't care for Midway. Yeah. The, the newer version but mm-hmm. i feel like any movie that's done and it's like a war movie and these guys have you know suffered what what they did you know it's like i give them a little leeway that the you know the cgi was kind of weird mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like maybe the acting was kind of kind of hokey yeah but um my yeah, biggest just, criticism was the acting was was not the acting yes. it was the characters there there was no like i can't remember a single character from that movie Right. It was it's yeah. more about the event, you know, it's like you have the entire English army that's stuck on the shore of France and they can literally look across the water and they can see the cliffs of their home country. Um and I do like um I do like the actors that Nolan chooses to pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenneth Branagh, of course, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Oh, I know you, you know, do. It's like, I, I like the worlds that he creates. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just the, um, for me, it's like the, the tension that he builds up throughout that whole movie. And then it kind of ends with like just everyday sailors and everyday people who have like a yacht that'll fit like, you know, 10 people mm-hmm. decide to sail across the channel and, and pick up you know these poor soldiers who are i mean they're standing in a line on the beach i was just like yeah. how, how more british can you get than that it's like, <laughs> it's like they're queuing on the beach <laughs> they're queuing on the beach it's like the germans are like strafing us as they fly down the beach and their bombs you know being dropped on us but a, a queue up yes yeah, very proper yes yeah. <laughs> like, andrew andrew have anything to add to that 
Well, they didn't break out the T's, or that was one. <laughs> <laughs> a little Q, a little T, you know? <laughs> I just don't think, uh, I don't think a lot of people in America understand, like, the the culture of England. You know, the, um, mm-hmm. how, how how deep and long it goes. You know, it's, um, it's like Chinese culture. Mm. It's, um, yes. It's um a lot of people. You know, it's like I don't understand. You know this. It's like, well, you know, you kind of need to invest in the history of that particular region to understand. I mean, that just really got to me. They they showed this long shot of the beach, and there all these people are like in lines, like waiting to get picked up, and they're like, you know, dead bodies floating up, uh, in in the waves, and they just like you know, kind of casually push them to the side. It's like, oh my God. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, for me, it was the characters not being there because uh, I like more character-driven story narratives. But I can... Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I can understand why people would like it, though. Especially people who are who are fans of war films because of, like, attention to detail, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah. Cool. It just... I, I, I hope that all that was historically accurate because some mm-hmm. of it... It's it's like with 1917. You're like all of that just doesn't seem possible for one human mm-hmm. to endure. Like, yeah. The, the one guy he he got in the boat, and then the boat got submarined, and he got out of that boat, and got back to shore. Got into another boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like Titanic, where at some point it's like I understand you wanted to see like all the points of. But at some point, it's like you're stretching this to the point where I'm not believing that this character mm-hmm. character could have possibly yeah. have endured all of this. Yeah, for sure. And, and remember, Laura, I said when I was talking about Titanic, I think on the last chosen, and I said Cameron had to cut out so much that was historic because the critics would have said, oh, no, there was no black woman on the Titanic or no, the dogs weren't running along the deck at the end. So it was a lot of stuff he had to cut because people would have been like, oh, he just made that up. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's like there was one woman who was on all three of those sister ships Mm -hmm. on the Olympic and got transferred over the Titanic. And then she was on the Britannic uh, as a nurse. So... Her luck didn't fare very well. <laughs> well, that was the one thing I remembered being astounded about when I started studying like World War Two was how like very close it was. Like how many battles came down to like one person doing something like Midway. You know, it was one guy who was just a very prolific bomber who managed to take out you know a, a number of ships. You know, you, you think it's like this gigantic um, situation where there's like a number of people involved. And so much of World War II, it was just, um, you know, you had one guy who happened to get lucky and drop his bomb where it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat, Pat S. had some issues with the film because of historical inaccuracies and he says that his dad who's a war uh, veteran said apparently the british world war ii didn't act like that they were mostly laying their lives on the line to the last boat and also the french army covered for them at great loss which to me i think that would actually make an even more compelling story 
if you start to bring in that element of another country putting like their own troops and lives on the line to save others. I don't know. Yeah, I do, also, I do uh, remember at the end of the film, you know, Kenneth Branagh's character was like, you know, I, I can't leave. I have to mm-hmm. stay behind to make sure all the French get evacuated. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. So, Roy, you were saying something? Yeah. Um, even the um, Don Kirk itself was completely bombed. So the, it, when you see the beginning of the movie, the guy running through the town, there was no actual town. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's one of those things where obviously it's. That's the problem with historical films is that oftentimes they're not very historical. But, but yeah, I think that I think a lot of us though can typically still appreciate those films, you know, for different reasons. But yeah, I think like my favorite historical film, one of my favorites is The Patriot, mm. and I, I I know it's full of historical inaccuracies, um, but it's like you kind of you get the the tone or the. You know, if it frustrates, if it shows like the emotion of the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's like sometimes they combine several different things that happened, you know, into one scene. Then, then that's fine. I mean, gl- Glory with um, oh, with Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yes. great film. Yes. I think that's probably one of the more historically accurate films that I've seen. But um, and you know, uh, Lincoln, it was pretty good. But sometimes it's like I I want to get the emotion uh, con- concentrated into one scene. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that happens. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, call it out. I mean, if I watch a movie and it's not historically accurate, because my history knowledge I focus more on like early American history. Um, World War Two, it's you know, it's definitely a transitional time for the country, but it's not really an area I've ever been like mm-hmm. fascinated with. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if these movies aren't displaying, that's what I love to learn, scenes. right? Yeah, because I think yeah. we both love to learn more and more, and that's why you know there'll be films that we enjoy or not a big fan of or anything, and then people will come in saying, "Well, actually, it's very historically accurate, or it's not as historically accurate," and it adds a new level, right? It adds a a new layer, as it were, to the onion of of the film. I mean, I have a friend who's Armenian, so I like never really heard of the Armenian Holocaust. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Until I met him, and I was like, "Wow, I I can't believe I've like never heard of this." And then they made and a movie, like, and the movie yeah. was all about the romantic triangle, and not the actual. <laughs> and I was like, "It's like they make they finally make a movie about the Armenian genocide, and it's like, yeah, let's make it about a romantic triangle." It's like, what, really? What movie yeah. was that? that oh, was like a... it's a. I want to say Oscar Isaac is in right. it. Yeah, it was. It was the the Turkish um, yeah. oppression was kind of like a side note. Yeah. Um, like, wow. Kind of sad. Um, but but no, I mean he, I mean I'm just saying my friend is Armenian and he has some pretty harsh things to say. But he's mm-hmm. like, you know, some other groups don't want you to know that there were other holocausts and yeah. not just theirs. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's very conservative and he's very outspoken. So yeah. I I don't necessarily agree with everything that he has to say, but mm. you know, it's like, um, does he go after a certain group? I can kind of hear from what you're saying. It sounds like he goes really hard <laughs> after a certain group of people and, uh, not particularly, but he's okay. like, you know, I, I, I have most of my grandparents and past are, are gone, yeah. you know? And it's like, nobody knows about the Armenian Holocaust. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are no movies made. 
which is, you know, interesting. Yeah. Again, it's all about the love triangles, apparently. Um, as uh, as Pat S says, though, uh, least historically accurate movie, though, is Inglorious Bastards. But I think a lot of us are okay with that. <laughs> it's like, you know, Tarantino does all of these, like, um, fantasy revenge type situations. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know, Kill Bill is not, obviously. It's it's like these revenge <laughs> fantasies, you know. Um which is why one of my like I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's very similar in a lot of ways. It tells the story and history in a different way, but hey, we don't mind because it's actually. Uh... I remember I saw that movie in the theater and yeah. it was so visceral. I like got sick, but I oh, enjoyed no. the, that part so much. It was like I hung out kind of like in the atrium where I could like hear it. Still, like, <laughs> still, like... still experience it because you're like, man, I'm getting sick, but I still like this. <laughs> I'm so excited these people are getting what they ask. <laughs> Especially when the, once the flamethrower comes out, I was just like, yes! <laughs> I peeked back in at the flamethrower port. Yes. I was like, I have to see this. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. That's such a good scene. <laughs> No, it, I, I watched the movie that I can't believe I've never seen, and mm. it's probably my, my favorite movie ever. It's like Batman Begins. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, how did I, how did I not see this movie? So but good. I, I like Batman Begins before The Dark Knight. I, I don't mm. know how controversial that is. but Not as much as you would think. Uh, because a lot of people think Dark Knight's the best, but I think there's an argument to be made for Batman Begins because it's just such a great origin story. You know, for me, it's like if my attention doesn't fade from the movie, I consider it really good. Yeah. Um, but I love the relationship between Alfred and um, and Batman in that movie. Yeah. It was it was so good. And then. Um, well, that makes me have to do my Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I found a ruby <laughs> the size of a tangerine. Oh, no. <laughs> Andrew was like, no, not the terrible <laughs> Michael Caine impersonation, no. <laughs> and then, have you seen Following yet? Fallen? Is that the Hitler no, film? Following. Wait, which it's one? The first Nolan movie, Following. Oh, Following. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's on my server, and I just haven't had a chance. Because I think I mentioned this last night. I've been trying to watch. I've been watching a lot of TV shows with my wife, but also I've been trying to finish Supernatural recently. Um, but it's on, oh, like, the yeah. top of my list of things to watch once once I get back to it. How was it? Yeah, it's, it's like with Snyder. I keep going back, and mm-hmm. I keep watching his movies he did before he got famous. And I'm like... I don't understand. <laughs> what happened? I don't understand how people saw this and was like, let's give him a Superman movie. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I go back and with Nolan, it's like I watched Dunkirk. I watched mm-hmm. Batman Begins. I watched Following. And it's like, this guy's brilliant. Let's give him more. Please yep. have him do more, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking about Tenet when you said that. It's oh, like... my God. Well, Tenet was good except for, like, the character. If they had recast the characters, I think it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I, I didn't have any connection with the wife in that mm-hmm. situation. Like, oh, her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't like... hear what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you can hear what they're saying. And Laura, every time when you've talked about one of Nolan's movies, I'm sitting here thinking, "What well, could you hear it? 
Could you hear it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tina. What did you have to do? Could you hear any of that, everybody? No? Okay, well then. That's all modern day uh, Nolan films. So. Welcome to Nolan, man. Welcome to Nolan. Welcome specifically to Tenet. Uh, yes. <sighs> Anything we else? Didn't, we didn't even have a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Yeah, sadly. <sighs> but any other films you were able to watch? Well, uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> Green Lantern was about to say. Green Lantern. <laughs> The Ryan Greenland. Reynolds Green Lantern. Oh my God, Greenland. Oh. Oh Greenland. Oh, oh Greenland. Greenland. <laughs> I was like, Oh Green Lantern. Oh, people are gonna hate me for this. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. Oh, so... Ju- just as you said that, Balin the Hobbit said Greenland was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was. It was fine. Yeah. You know? I don't. Just not, so your, just not your cup of tea, as Andrew would say. So, like, when you when you watch a science fiction, like, meteor destroying the Earth movie, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, you want some type of, like, scientific, <laughs> scientific accuracy, you know? So, like, they, they figure out there's a spunker in Greenland that they can mm. go to. Spoiler <laughs> oh, warning. Why? <laughs> I thought it was because the, it was an asteroid the size of Greenland that was coming to Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there's several scenes where, like, you know, th- this family's trying to get to Gre- Greenland. <laughs> it's so bad. So if you look up in the sky, and it's just like a matte painting. Oh, no. Like, asteroid coming down. Oh, no. But they don't move. So the sky's like... <laughs> looking at the sky like oh that's really horrible <laughs> it's just like it's uh, an obvious matte painting oh wow <laughs> behind him so they get to green you know spoiler alert they get mm. to they get to greenland <laughs> and they manage all to get like underground and they come out like nine months later oh lord <laughs> nine months later nine months later <laughs> <laughs> like matte painting of like all the ice in Greenland is melted but there's like birds flying around. So it's a happy ending. It's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. That's a happy ending. Why would you not like that? Oh my gosh. It gives you hope. I was just like seriously it's like an earth they were like this is a planet killing comet that's gonna hit. And it hits like in western Europe. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. The ice goes just, away. It just it's just fine. need to go underground for a little while. Just hang out. Like Don't give them any ideas. Out. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna say, "All right, everybody, so lockdowns good. didn't work, so we're gonna go underground mm-hmm. for nine months." Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, the girl from Firefly was in it, so I was like, you know, anything that she does, I watch. So. Uh, Marina <laughs> Bakarin. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Laura Hydra. <laughs> Oh, Lord. That's the only oh, reason why I wanted fine. to see it was because she was in it, because I, I like supporting the actors from uh, Firefly. Um, I mean, I think it, there's enough going on throughout the movie where it would keep you entertained. Um, but, I mean, it's, 
It's, it's not good. <laughs> Wow. Um, Zakay Man disagrees with you. He just come in in the chat. He's like, Greenland, best motion picture ever. Wins all the awards. Joke. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then apologizes for missing. We, we shouted you out earlier, K Man. Uh, by the way, yeah, K Man is the reason why I have uh, live action Mulan. So here we go. But again, <laughs> it's for posterity now. Good target practice. No, I can't I can't destroy it. I can't destroy the proof that Disney shouted out a paramilitary group that's a part of the genocide of a group of people. I can't destroy that proof. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, let's get this conversation going. Let's talk about soccer punch. God. I forgot Sucker Punch hadn't even been brought up yet. Oh, yes, yeah, Sucker Tina, Punch. Have you seen Sucker Punch? No, no. You no. know, I was saying, I was saying no. the other day, I had a friend <laughs> who went as one of the characters for Halloween. And she looked really, she looked really cute. Um, I just realized I've only seen two Zack Snyder movies. I've only seen Good. 300 Watchmen. Good. Uh, Leave it at that. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I've seen more JJ movies, and I hate that SOV. See, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say the whole thing. Yes, that's right. You're still, you're still good. Uh, I'm still good. Still good. But no, I don't. I don't know. But no, Laura, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I know the gist of the movie because I've seen the analysis of it. Is yeah, this the analysis that tried to argue that it's a great film? No, everybody just seemed like they were just like, okay, we kind of get the gist of what's going yeah. on, but that's kind of it. Mm. I, I think that Odin really had a great insight where he said that, you know, judging a movie because it has great action scenes and CGI, you know, it's like that at the time probably was like really good CGI on screen, but it's like it ages so quickly. Um I know when they were filming Lord of the Rings, they said that for the Balrog um, scene, they didn't really have um, anybody who knew how to do CGI fire. Um, but that developed in the time that the movie was being made. So mm -hmm. they, they had a, a way to a CGI flame, I guess they called it. Mm -hmm. And it just ages so quickly. It's yeah. like stuff that looked really awesome back then it's like you look at it now and you're like why am i watching this it's so bad but I, I think that's the problem with snyder is he depends so much on the visual aspects of his movie it's like well that changes so quickly you know it, it you know from six months something that you did six months ago uh, but Sucker Punch has, like, no story that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. I, I feel bad because it's like I, I know a lot of people who like Snyder were telling me to watch Sucker Punch because they were like, oh, yeah, it's Wait, really interesting. As a, Okay. I was going to say, it's interesting. I was going to say, watch it. This is going to convince you that he's a great director. <laughs> it's just, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I tried to look at this movie was filmed like a long time ago. Yeah. So it's like if I had seen that in a movie theater 
Like if I'd seen a, a samurai warrior with a Gatling gun. <laughs> God, that's right. Oh, when you said that in the comments, I have comments, a racist film like, from my mind. I, I was like, wow, that really happened? It's like, ah, oh, the ancient warrior and his weapon, this Gat, the Gatling gun. Uh, the Gatling gun, <laughs> yeah. No, but I see there's a video online of someone breaking it down, and the argument that they try and make is that it's actually a brilliant movie if you think about it. And I'm like, nope. Nope. It's a female Whoa. empowerment movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, I, I was trying to look back in Snyder's history. It's like, at what point did someone decide right. to give him a Superman movie? And it was after 300. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, there were some great themes in 300. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't age very well because of the CGI, but I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just Sucker Punch, like, made no, it made no sense mm-hmm. as far as the story is concerned. I will say with 300, though, the reason why it does make sense, not if you look at the movie, if you look at how much money the movie made, they said, Oh, this guy can make action films that make money that are well kind received like, by most like people. JJ. Mm-hmm. Like JJ. Like JJ. Yep. Oh, let's throw a Star Wars movie at him. He can make lots of money. He did lost. <laughs> I mean, it's like 300 is one of his few movies where it's like, I, I you know, I enjoy that movie. I'd watch it again. You know, mainly because of the theme and, you know, it's it's got some great, like, one liners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tonight we dine in hell. <laughs> yeah okay. I mean, if you like Snyder like I, I, that's cool I mean I'm not I, I didn't want to say anything because it's like I don't want to hate I don't want to be a hater yeah but yeah <laughs> Bruce is like <laughs> Bruce is like this film is fantastic but I, I, I think I understand why Bruce thinks this film is fantastic yeah. I'm sorry. There's some there's some pretty ladies in the movie. There's some pretty ladies in the movie wearing some uh, interesting clothing options. I love how like the length of their skirt. It was like Dorothy's braids and Wizard of Oz. Like, why are their skirt lengths like constantly changing? So <laughs> no continuity. So, spoiler alert. So this girl gets put in an asylum, mm-hmm. which. You could do so much with that. I mean, there were so many women in certain generations who were per- put in ins- in assailant- insane asylums mm-hmm. because their husbands just like wanted to be done with them, you yep. know. But she then goes into this deeper fantasy where she's not in an insane asylum; she's in a bordello. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, just trying to follow along. It just. It doesn't make any sense. But she then, in in the insane asylum, believes that she's in a bordello. And from there, she has additional fantasies where she's like the super ninja warrior, uh, dragon killer kind of lady. Um, And it's like, if you had just stayed with a woman being put in an asylum because her husband kind of, or her family wanted to be done with her, Mm-hmm. You could have done so much with that, but it's like you just kept like creating all these levels of fantasy. Yeah, where it does. It just people are just like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, um, 
She was put in the sales in the sales in the sales. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and she really wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of pushed her over the edge, but I think they pushed each other's buttons. Yeah. I just read a good book on her. Nice. Um, what was her name? Uh, Zelda? Zelda. Zelda. She was a Southern girl. Uh, she and actress Tallulah Bankhead grew up together. What was her last name? Did you say Tallulah Bankhead? Oh, my God. If you step and tell me you've never heard of Tallulah Bankhead. I've actually never heard of Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I just broke Tina. Um. Tallulah Bankhead. You want to hear a weird coincidence. So my my lifelong friend, um, her her name, she, she decided to change her name to Zelda Fitzgerald, right? Um, she was my my closest friend um i got i got pregnant and i had to leave school um and my daughter for all of her life has um been obsessed with zelda fitzgerald oh wow (laughs) and i was i told her that i said you need to meet my childhood best friend because my childhood best friend calls herself zelda and it That's totally identifies wild. with Zelda Fitzgerald. And, you know, it's one of those, like, cosmic moments where you're like, yeah, hey, that's really strange. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we, we read uh, Greg Gatsby a couple of book clubs ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a book that came out about Zelda. And she died very tragically. She wasn't in a mental institute anymore. But she and... Scott pushed each other's buttons. He, I mean, he was an yeah. alcoholic. She got to drinking. They were part of that whole wild, roaring 20s mm-hmm. lifestyle. And I think she did have some issues, but he didn't help. She tried to do some writing. He was like, oh, I'm the great writer in the family. You don't need to be writing Zelda. So I think it was that kind of issue, too. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a book called Z. Uh, Amazon. Amazon did a mini series. They did. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was based on that book, and the book is better mm-hmm. than the mini series. But yeah, she was. She was. It was just sad. I felt worse for her than I did for him, and of course, he just drank himself to death. And yeah. She died in a. She was like at a. I don't want to call it a home. She was in a mental I, hospital in um, Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. And it yes. caught on fire. And yes. Yes. Oh, that's awful. Yes. But that, she, that happened to a lot of um, very wealthy men. And when they were mm-hmm. like, quote, done with their women, they would lock them up in um, mental institutions. God. Yes. So. Yeah. It's a very. Oh, it's breaking very the stream down. So. <laughs> no, <right>. Yeah. <laughs> But, Back to know, Sucker she, Punch. Yeah, so she did a lot of artwork though, and a lot yeah, of her paintings are, are very, um, very prized collections of her hmm. artwork. All right, Mr. Roy. Yeah, we're 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 definitely getting up there a bit, but thank you, Mr. Roy. Anything you want to say or shout out before you head out? Uh, I got I got nothing to shout out other than um. Uh, yeah, that Gina Corona interview came out yeah. this morning. I watched it. Um, awesome. I recommend it. Yeah, it's 
if anyone gets a chance, but I'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. You can find that on YouTube. And uh, Mr. Roy, always a pleasure. Good sir. Thank you for uh, for for uh, coming on. That's okay. Well, appreciate it. Yeah, you man. You rock, dude. See you later. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, Tina. See you. And Laura. See and Andrew. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Oh. So, if I say, and then they were three. <laughs> that was creepy. Anyway, uh, Laura, anything else you want to say about? No, I I feel bad. I mean, it's 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 hard to give everybody their their piece of you know saying what they're into. Like, oh no, I, I mean I've given everyone, yeah. So I enjoyed like the cross conversation. Of- oh yeah, me too. Oh no no that was not it because I'm usually I'm I'm usually game for these going three or four hours, um, and then my wife was just like, "You mean I have to wait another thirty minutes before you can make burgers?" And I'm like, "It's okay, you'll be okay, you'll be fine." Uh, but we're all good, we're good, no problems at all. So if, if there's anything else that you want to share, please feel free. Um yeah I I just noticed in the following there's um I'm trying to I'm trying to describe how to enjoy it without ruining it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like be pay careful attention when you watch the movie because there's signs, um, in the movie about like what Nolan is like really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very you know me I I like my movies like an hour and a half, you know. So that's mm-hmm. why I was very interested in that movie. Yeah, it's like a short yes. Nolan movie. I mean that. I honestly felt like the Batman Begins was a better movie because mm. it was tighter. Yeah. Uh, God, but oh, the Dark Knight. It's like okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then you know the problem I had with the Dark Knight was I didn't feel like um, Two Faces uh, story like made any sense. It was like it felt rushed. But the 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 district attorney. You know, it's like, I felt like his story just kind of didn't. Yeah. The more you watch the movie and time goes by, I think a lot more people have been critical of how underdeveloped his story was. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. He like goes from good guy to bad guy. Yeah. And like like, nothing flat. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I lost my girlfriend. Rachel. 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 I'm your secretary. (laughs) Okay. If anybody wants like an adult kind of movie to enjoy, oh. um, check out Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary. I was like shocked the teenagers in Secretary. Oh like, my god, I saw it when it first hit home video because everybody oh, was like, "Oh, you gotta my. see it! You gotta see it!" And then I saw. And Tina it, and was, was like, like, "It was Tina was like first in line." I was like, "I'm gonna see this movie." <laughs> and then I was like, Ugh. <laughs> "What? <laughs> She's so stupid and delirious." Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and of course, a soul, the unfrozen assassin says, "How adult?" <laughs> and oh, now, now orange has get involved. Yeah, how adult we talking? Gosh! Wow! It was yeah. I'm ashamed of all I of you. <laughs> but anyway, but like when you do say adult, do you mean like R and C seventeen? Like hard R, okay, hard okay, R, okay. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. NC seventeen, yeah. Like Ugh. yeah, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. Stop looking. I'm gonna okay. continue to ick. 
and, and that's the reason why I can't look at her in anything else because all oh, I, I think know. of. Oh, who is in it? No, I'm so I'm oh, sure that what? way, Tina. Oh, What's her face that was in uh, Batman? Batman. I mean, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah, that oh. was like her major movie. That was the movie that put her on the map. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't watch her after that. Like, <laughs> no, oh, every time so when bad. I saw Dark Knight, I was just kept going, I'm your secretary. I'm your secretary. I Is was that what she like, says in the movie? Yeah. She, she says, I'm your secretary? Through, yeah, she puts herself through a whole lot of little <clears throat> things. Okay, oh, so Lord. let's break down secretary. Okay, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen well, secretary. Let's, let's not break it down too much now. All right, let's, let's not, not break it down. Let's, let's not go to PG. too much detail. We'll keep it PG. It might be so, NC seventeen. This one's a PG. Sometimes we'll PG. thirteen stream. Yeah. So, um, she she obviously has a lot of issues, right? Mm. And she's using her job to get out of her house, which, like many young women, do. It's like. I'm going to dedicate myself like 100% to this job. And she meets this lawyer who has, um, let's just say issues. Um, and, you know, she. Is this Fifty Shades she of did- Grey? Yeah. No. Great- <laughs> yeah. Early, an early version. Yeah. 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 This sounds, I mean, I'm just like, Fifty Shades? <laughs> but it's, I guess, the, the theme. As we're if we're talking about like general themes, the theme is that it's like this works for her, mm-hmm. whatever her particular situation was before. I mean, you kind of see how dysfunctional her family is. It's like she gets out of that family, and she kind of attaches herself to this successful attorney, and it's like it works for her. It may not work like long term, but you know. It's like hmm. she she moves from her house to being independent and on her own. And uh, it's not the greatest, you know. <laughs> no. I mean, this it's not the greatest. I wouldn't want my daughter to fall. Oh, oh my God. Steph I says mean, that this person's name is Mr. Gray. Is that true? Is he? Is his name Mr. I Gray? Don't re- I don't remember. Hmm. Well, Laura, all I'll say, I'll say one word to you, and you'll probably know what I'm referencing <laughs> as secretary. PP. Oh, boy. That was when I was like, I snapped and went, I can't deal with this movie anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Edward. <laughs> Apparently, it is E. Edward Gray, Esquire. Oh. Wow. Mm, wow. James Spader is Mr. Gray. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't Spader in uh, Sex Lies and Videotape. Me and my, oh my gosh, that movie. Oh, oh, have you seen Sex Lies and, and I haven't videotape? actually, but I've heard of it before. Yeah. Obviously, the name kind of made me not want to <laughs> go out of my way to uh, watch it because I wasn't it's sure. It's interesting. It's okay. interesting. Okay. No, it, it, it's more than just. Um, Smart. Sex lies and videotape. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that may upset my mother was that she didn't like the idea of a sister taking her sister's husband, boyfriend, mm-hmm. whatever, because that's like such a high betrayal. Yeah. That your sister would do that to you. Hmm. 
So, but it's a, it was a decent movie. I only saw it one time. Hmm. So, I love that movie. It's it's so like the good girl wins, you know. Yeah, yeah. So this guy goes around and he videotapes women and he talks to them about like what's not working in your relationship. Hmm. It's James Spader, so he's like super hot, and he's like, you know. I mean, come on. It's James Spader. It's Ultron. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, all, it's Ultron, you know, interviewing people. It's like 80s James Spader. Okay. He's like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you know, so like, you know, what's not working for you? And um, he happens to interview this one lady who's like the super. Oh. Uh-oh. Anyway. No, it's my you fault. Can... You I, I have no, I have no peace. I have no. Oh no! <laughs> I have no privacy, no quiet. Oh no! Constant <laughs> phone ringing. Well, they heard, they heard they they heard you talking about sexualized videotape. And they're like, oh, we got to get in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's a great because he shows all these interviews that he's done with all these yeah. women. It's like, why is this relationship not working for you? Hmm. And um, he comes down to this one. He's the like star of the show. Yeah, and. You know, he interviews her and she's like, what, what's going on that you're not happy? And, you know, she spills the beans. <laughs> mm. they say. And you're like, wow, okay. Well, she's like, <laughs> tell you know, me with, more. She's like, with <laughs> the guy, you know, it's like in the, in the 80s, 90s, it was like, ooh, mm-hmm. you're making a lot of money. You're yeah. the guy. And she's like, yeah, it's not working for me. So. <laughs> cool. Nice. It, it's hard to... Tina, have you seen it? You seen uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. I saw it years ago when it first came out. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it at the movies. Because me and my mom, we were like, oh, let's go see that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because the critics yeah. said go see it. It was like, yeah, let's let's go see that. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey is like totally like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to surf on your couch for a while and then go over here. Yeah, stay with that person, surf over there. And, Pat S. says know. they're remaking it. Oh, no. Oh, God. Please stop. No. Oh, it's a joke. He says they're remaking it, sex lies, <laughs> and 4K. <laughs> Had a sw- <laughs> But no, I guess if I, if I have to wrap it up, um, check out Passengers. I mean... Okay. I wrote it down, yeah, because you... Chris Pratt is... uh, Anything that he does, he's just... He's just engaging, and... He's the male male Gina Carano, it seems, right? Right. I mean, he's... It's more complex than the the trailers make it out, too, where you're... I mean, it's... it's, I like sci-fi, so... Yeah. It's both predictable, but yet engaging at the same time. I don't... I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm rambling. I'm I rambling. imagine it has to be better than Ad Astra. I've never seen that. Don't bother. Ooh. Don't bother. That Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Oh, Andrew, yeah. you've seen it? Yes. <laughs> that is uh, so good. <laughs> he's like, why oh, did you bring it up? Three times, huh? You've seen it three just, times? No, oh, I fell no. asleep three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty boring. Yeah, it, it's oh, pretty boring. God. That's an interesting right. premise. Just the execution's awful. Oh no! Because it's about a guy trying to find his father, and his father's 
Isn't his father like in near Pluto or Neptune? Yeah, that research station or something. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. really far away. He's really far away in the solar system, and so he's like he's he's trying to find him, and he finds him, and it's it's his father went insane and like killed a bunch of people or something like that. It's oh, just no. yeah, it's again hmm. sounds interesting, but then you have hours of content that you have to watch in between these points. It's just not not interesting, not good. Pat S does say that Moon was good, and I agree. Moon was actually very well done, very trippy. For sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I did watch Interstellar. Yeah. Um, only because <laughs> every time everybody asked what Jeremy's favorite movie was, he was like Interstellar. <laughs> like never thought Interstellar. about watching it. Interstellar. Yes. Well, very good. No, well, very good. Awesome. Saw a lot of good movies, and some Ooh. not so good movies. <laughs> oh, sucker punch. <laughs> Stay away from Snyder. Oh. <laughs> uh, before uh, before getting to uh, Tina, I did get one super chat uh, two hours ago um, from Kathleen Kennedy's 50-year-old fanboy. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that $5 super chat. I have no idea if you're still watching, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Oh, he says, greetings, sir. All the best to you and your beautiful family. Keep an eye out for my new YouTube channel, and I hope to join you on a stream. Awesome. Kathleen Kennedy's 50-year-old fanboy. Um I'm hoping that's satire because if it's not satire, I don't know if I'd want to be on a stream with you. Um, if you're actually a <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy fanboy, uh, but yeah. Anyway, Tina, I actually I have because I, I pull up your your letterbox. This is, I think, the least amount of movies you have ever watched. I, yeah, I've been, and Laura will attest to this. I've been doing a lot of study on kaiju monsters. Mm. So. <laughs> oh, I am loving it. And I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into some more of those YouTube channels. But yeah, the only movies I saw in the last month, uh Witness for the Prosecution, which mm-hmm. I had seen before, uh Billy Wilder, who did Sunset Boulevard and Some Like It Hot. And uh it's I think it's based on the Agatha Christie mm. story. But it stars the always great Charles Lawton. And he is a defense attorney who has been in the hospital. I think he had a um, a heart attack. Hmm. And so he's home. His doctor's wanting to recuperate. And a friend of his comes to him and says, um, this young American is probably going to be arrested for murder. And I'd like you to listen to what he has to say. And the young American is played by the wonderful Tyrone Power. Uh, When you look at him, I said that in my letterbox review, when you look at him, you still see that hint of that face that just drove women wild. He was so handsome. Mm. But at that point, he had been sick. Uh, The alcoholism and the pill popping was starting to kick in, but he's still so good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, he tells the story. He met this middle aged lady and now the middle aged lady is dead. She's been murdered. Her head got bashed in. Oh, damn. And he's just like, I can't believe the police would ever come after me and arrest me for murder. I just kept her (laughs) company on occasion. 
And um, yeah, the police show up and arrest him. And so Charles Lawton, even though his doctors don't want him to, he decides to take on this case. And Tyrone Powers' uh, German immigrant wife is played by the wonderful Marlena Dietrich. Oh, yeah. So it's a very clever uh, mystery. With me being an Anglophile, I love that English wit and that English humor. And there are times when I hear lines and I'm cracking up. And I'm like, okay, nobody else probably would have gotten that. You know, but I loved it. And it has a really good kind of a Hitchcockian twist end. Hmm. So I'm not going to tell you what it was, but that's a great movie. Um, Mm -hmm. The other one I saw was The Night of the Hunter, which was directed by Charles Lawton. It was his only directorial turn. Uh, My mother, this was one of her favorites. She had told me about it. I just never got around to seeing it. Robert Mitchum plays a villain that would make Darth Vader tremble in his boots. Hmm. He is so creepy. He plays this uh, supposed pastor who has found the light and he seduces poor Shelley Winters. He just, Shelley Winters just didn't have any luck in these movies. She got her head bashed in by Montgomery Cliff in A Place in the Sun. And so now here she is. She's being seduced by Robert Mitchum. And it's like on each hand, on one hand, he has love tattooed on his knuckles. And on the other, he has hate hmm. tattooed on his knuckles. And he claims he has this story. But it turns out he was in prison with Shelley Winter's husband, and he thinks that, uh, and the husband is dead, but he thinks the money is somewhere on the property, which is why he comes there. Mm-hmm. And she's got two children. Um, the little boy is really smart. I mean, not smart like we see in today's Hollywood movies where they know everything, mm-hmm. but it's like the kid is sharp, and there's a little sister. And there are just moments in this movie where Robert Mitchum is jumping between uh, trying to be very self-righteous and then threatening to smack the little girl if she doesn't tell him what he wants to hear. Oh, Lord. So he is just... Is it like a a multiple personality disorder type thing? No, he's just evil. Okay. It's just he's, he's very deceptive. The neighbors think he's the most wonderful man that ever walked the face of the earth. Oh, you're just wonderful. You're just spreading the the word of God everywhere you go. And he's just like, oh, yes, sister, you know, God showed me the way when I was in prison and I've changed my ways. Okay, come here, you little brat, and tell me where the money is. That's (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) That one hymn that he sings through the whole movie leaning on the everlasting arms that is a hymn i was brought up on we Mm. used to sing that in church i'm like i will never hear that hymn the same way again because it's like every time you hear him sing it you know something bad's getting ready to happen is it kind of like the uh singing in the rain in clockwork orange where it's like you hear differently yeah 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 exactly and uh lily gish uh, made an appearance like in the last part of the movie. I was really surprised to see her pop up because I was like, that lady looks familiar because she was, you know, like 30 years older. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the credits, I was like, oh my gosh, that was Lillian Gish. 
So yeah, it's a really good movie. The the I love the cinematography in it. It's shot in black and white. Uh, there are parts of it that feel almost like a, a German expressionist movie. And yeah. I'm not sure why Charles Lawton only did the one movie, but yeah, he definitely came out on top. And I saw somebody in the chat saying it was such a fantastic movie. And Pat S said, yes, Shelley Winters drowned in a boat saving Gene Hackman. Yes, she did. <laughs> Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, it was that 70s but- rock fan who said it's one of the best movies ever. It, it is. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I, I'm sorry I had, it had taken me this long to get around to seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then the other, well, I'll throw this out. On Mystery Science Theater 3000, I saw the Skydivers. <laughs> and that's just some, I think Coleman Francis, thank the Lord, only did three movies. Uh, this is the first one I've seen that had a coherent plot to it. That's scary. I have to read I don't know this if, I, I premise. Don't, I don't, yeah, because Coleman Francis makes Ed Wood look like Martin Scorsese. The premise is a woman seeks revenge on her former lover who owns a skydiving business. Yes. And the, the tags are thrill jumping guys, thrill seeking girls, daring death with every yep. leap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's. It's terrible. Coleman <laughs> Francis never did a great. Like I said, he made Ed Wood look like, look like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. So take that take that as you will. <laughs> uh, Brian, I thought Charles Lawton was wonderful. I thought he was a great actor, and I uh, I'm sorry he only directed this one movie, mm-hmm. but if he thought that was the best he could give, then go out on top. Yeah. You know that's how I feel. But I yeah I I have I don't remember the first Charles Lawton movie. I ever saw, but I loved him as the Hunchback. I like his performance as Henry VIII. I don't like the movie mm-hmm. overall because it is so historically inaccurate. I'm ready to hit somebody. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only thing they got right was yes, Henry VIII was king of England. Here are his wives' mm-hmm. names, and that was about it. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's so good in it. He's yeah. so good, uh, and. Other than the Skydivers, my favorite movie that I saw in the last month was The Third Man. Yeah. I had not seen that in so many years, and I loved it so much. I bought a a Criterion copy off of eBay. Nice. So I have that on my shelf right now. So I, and I was, it was just like that theme song was stuck in my head for a week. Mm -hmm. It was like an ear, ear, was it an ear wig or ear worm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I couldn't get it out of my head. I was just isn't the it. isn't the opening a, a, like one of the best openings of all time because of the <laughs> the way the bomb sequence works. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, Carol Reed knew how to do a Dutch angle, mm-hmm. and he knew how to do what they. I was looking at some analysis of Third Man, and they were talking about the vanishing points and how Vienna feels like its own character, and it was like that's so true. And Joseph Cotton just kind of drops down in the middle of it, and he doesn't have a clue because, oh, mm. my God, how dare you accuse my good friend Harry? And it's like, you know, you don't even know who Harry is. So, and, of course, that one famous line in there that Orson Welles says, it just, oh, my gosh. Um, and the one scene, that one moment, that is one of the greatest intros I've ever seen to a character. Yeah. 
I, I, uh-huh. I used to do a movie club at my old high school, and that was one of the opening. I showed uh, like opening scenes, and I was like trying to explain how they establish films. And so I showed that scene, and then I showed the opening to The Dark Knight. Uh, well, yeah. huh. I don't remember The Dark Knight. So <laughs> I, I, have no, I have nothing to compare that to. Uh, I, I love the, um, the introduction of Captain Jack Sparrow. That is so much fun. Yeah, Where he's true. in the ship that's yeah, sinking. sinking yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was so, that was so good. But yeah, that is like when we first see Wells in that movie, it's just, I was just like, oh my gosh, that is such a great introduction. Excuse me, um, Gladiator? Where they're in the battle and the dog yes. like runs through fire for his Yes! <laughs> Um, dun, excuse dun, me, dun, dun. the fanatic <laughs> with the great, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the opening of, or rather the introduction that we have in the fanatic to the character played by John Travolta, his first line is, I gotta poop. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Up there Iconic. Well, that's right up there with Rosebud. Damn yeah. right it is. Yeah. Hey, I gotta poop. Let's go back to what I was saying. And there's... <laughs> <laughs> and the gladiator movie like music is building and building and building and like okay these people are like oh they're in, Sing it. They're in battle and he's like riding down the line and they're all looking up at him like oh Ro- yeah Roma Victor <laughs> <laughs> and I had friends that were in England that were not that far from where they filmed that scene the battle oh Speaking of Russell Crowe, I actually finally, for the first time, I I officially on Blu-ray have Master and Commander. Yes. Yes. I think I got it on digital to watch uh, for your birthday stream. Was it a year, two years ago at this point? My favorite scene in Gladiator is actually when they take him into the woods and they think like, oh, we're going to kill him here in the woods. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Ah, the frost. It makes the blade stick sometimes. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) He's like trying to pull his sword out of his sheath and he's just like really confident. Or he's in the the arena and he's like, who here served with me before? Mm -hmm. And the people are like, yeah, me, me, me. He's like, okay, you line up to the right. You line up to the left and, you know, single column! Single column! He's like shouting out orders like as they're trying to slaughter him in the arena. Oh my gosh! And when he finally gets on a horse again, it's like it's been so long since oh. he'd been on a horse. Because he jumps up on the horse, and the guy throws the sword at him. The guy th- who throws him the sword is like, like six feet five, and he's just like he stands back, and he's just like, "Holy crap! What is what is going on here?" Oh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he just has this look in his face, like, "Okay, this is the general <laughs> right here." <laughs> And I remember when I first saw Gladiator, I was the only woman in a theater with like a couple of dozen men, and they were all looking at me like, why is this woman in here? <laughs> and then by the 12th time I think I saw Gladiator, it had become a chick flick because women were what? dragging their husbands and boyfriends in. They were like, I don't want to see this. Oh, you're going to love it. Russell Crowe and Joaquin Venus, they're great. They're, they're so good looking. I don't want to see this. And then when it was over, it was like, the man was like, oh, I thought this was going to be a chick flick. This is a good movie. <laughs> 
I'd love to uh, send him out to the. Yeah, Bruce has it right. I think these lights like the Gladiator. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they send him out to this like nowhere land, and you know they're like, you know, fight to the death. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut off the hand of the guy who's next to me because I'm not gonna fight very well. <laughs> so I hate to cut this conversation. Um, oh. I do only have about ten minutes because I do need to cook dinner for my mom, and I know oh. that I know that Tina wants to talk about uh, what she's learned about kaiju. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off. I'm I'm off YouTube, so if anybody don't anybody uh, send me any messages, but I'm gonna rattle off a few of my favorite YouTubers. Yeah. Um, Cinema Tyler, 100 Years of Film, Oliver Harper, Greta, Sideways, who did a 90 minute analysis of Cats and how don't don't worry about the freaking cgi the rest of the movie is a thematic mess <laughs> i learned so much oh he said like Miz is a mess too and when he got finished i'm like yeah don't let tom hooper near anything ever again uh hats off entertainment who does nostalgia minty co- comedic arts uh he usually does 10 or 15 things you didn't know about certain movies uh cut short he goes into movies that never ever came about uh film brain is from england he does movie analysis uh george lacal schmidt he does analysis nitpicks super voice cinema i definitely recommend if you want to find out about projects of movies that never happened he did an excellent analysis on a superman that was supposed to happen with tim burton and nicholas cage that never came about warner brothers spent millions of dollars working on a superman project that never happened Hmm. and every pretty much every man in hollywood at the time was up for superman even Henry Cavill. So, uh, was this the one good. that, uh, what's his name was also up for, uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, Tim Burton. If you go online, you can see the Tim Burton videos okay. where they were doing costume, uh, fittings and everything. And, oh, it could have been like, Nick oh, Cage as Superman. Oh, that would have been <laughs> abominable. Oh, that's, you uh, abominably awesome. Uh, abominably horrible. Nick Cage. <laughs> God. Uh, collative learning. Uh, he is really into the shining. Mm-hmm. I, if you watch his channel, you're going to learn so much about the shining. I learned stuff I didn't even know about. Um, if you want something funny just to pass the time, I would re- recommend uh, Phalus, uh, Brandon Tincott, Red Letter Media, of course, mm-hmm. Bob Show, uh, for just kind of they do things in general uh crimson sim was one of the first channels i ever subbed to uh they were the first ones who talked about alita and mm, how much okay. they enjoyed it yeah. uh dave sunstrom he does nostalgia cult cinema classics he runs old uh silly cult movies uh saber spark does uh animation Phantom Strider does animation. Cynic, Cynic Snacks, he does movie reviews. Dark Corners reviews, usually does bad uh, cult movies. Men of the West and Geek Zone are Lord of the Rings. Mr. H, I think a lot of you know. Uh, yeah. Shadow Streak is a Powerpuff Girls expert. Uh, Weekend Warrior uh, tore apart Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, There's a channel called Rise of Skywalker. Did you just say Rise of Skywalker was good? That's what I just heard. 
No, Weekend Warrior mm. said it was he tore it apart. Okay, okay. I thought you said the channel's name was Rise of Skywalker, and oh, you said it's no, good. And I'm like, no. oh, really? Uh, Johnny Bach, he does uh, nostalgia, uh, old movies, and like that, and gives you background on those. Mm-hmm. E Hacker, who used to come on our channel, Entertainment Hacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quite an expert on the uh, Johnny Depp case, and also. Uh, Meghan Markle and Chris Harry. Wow. Uh, Super Voice Cinema. He is another YouTuber who discusses movie projects that never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Boleyn Files and Tudor Society. That's historic. John Solo goes into mythology and fairy tales and the history on those. Friedrich Nudson goes so deep. His, his channel is called Down the Rabbit Hole, and you can understand mm. why. Uh, you in history, mythology, Titanic, honor and glory. The Funk Land is fantastic, especially if you want to learn about uh, old Disney history and stuff that kind of fell through. Yeah. Uh, Bright Star Films does abandoned places and uh, Shadowversity. I think a lot of you know mm-hmm. already. Uh, Umbrella Guy. But the two I've been watching here the last few weeks have been Up from the Deaths and Alatory because. They have taught me so much about kaiju monsters. I don't even know what I don't even know what to think. Mm. Uh, both of them are total experts. Alatori spent an entire video explaining the physics of how Godzilla powers up. Okay, and even explained it using a candle and putting a glass over it. Nice. Um, up, up from the depths, he is so detailed. He. I have not seen Godzilla King of the Monsters. I know it didn't go over well. Mm. He does not like the movie overall, but he said there are certain things in Japanese spirituality that you have to, that you also have to understand and look for in the movie. These monsters are not monsters. They were considered Titans, just like the Titans in mythology. Man has lost contact with those Titans. At one point we had a connection with them. As Mm -hmm. as far as the mythology in the movie. Yeah. He said there is a scene in there where Ken Watanabe reaches out and touches Godzilla and Godzilla allows him to do so. Mm. That is the first contact that man has actually had on an intimate level Mm -hmm. with a Titan. So uh, he explained about how Mothra is considered the queen of the monsters. She's very maternal. She will give her life to save humans. Mm -hmm. That's all that's in that's all that's in her 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 thought process Mm -hmm. there's one godzilla movie where i think it's uh Ghidorah, the three-headed monster going back years yeah where mothra goes to godzilla and rodan and says okay we all need to get together you two have got to quit fighting because we've got to save the humans from this yeah because isn't there like subtitles underneath it too yeah, I feel like I've seen one of these because I used to watch these yeah. like they used to be on TV and I would watch them. And yeah. I think I remember there being one where the, they, they actually talk to each other. Yes. Well, that that's it. Where she's explaining to them, no, we need to get together. We need to work together. Mm-hmm. And he said that even in King of the Monsters, she's out there battling Ghidorah on mm-hmm. her own. She's dying, but gives enough strength to Godzilla that he can defeat Ghidorah. And yeah. like I said, I never saw the last Godzilla movie I had planned to, but yeah, Laura knows I introduced Alatori's channel to Laura and we have just been watching all her videos. And, but Alatori's like, they've got to quit releasing trailers. They're telling me too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, 8-Bit Sync Boy. I did mention Brandon. At least I think yeah. I did. And he's hilarious. He does a lot of the kaiju movies, but he's kind of looking at them from a humorous aspect. Mm-hmm. And like when Godzilla's doing his victory dance yeah. in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, those are the channels I nice. recommend. And yeah, I I was just like, when I finished counting them, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got 147 channels. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> and awesome. So, yeah. I, and if anybody, you know, if you want to remember if any of these movies, it's like, oh, what was that channel you mentioned? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to keep this. I'll keep this sheet. Yeah. So nice. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I've Thank learned you. so much yeah. about Kaiju Monsters. I can't wait to see Godzilla versus Kong. I'm nice. Really to it. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you just got me excited for it. And I was not before because of, as you mentioned, with uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, right? There were some issues with it. But yeah, it's it's cool to hear a different perspective where it's like the guy's not saying it's a good movie, but there, there are special um, things that are rooted in the mythology that are yeah. actually respected so exactly and i will tell you one thing real really really quick yeah alatory said look at kong's face in the trailer mm-hmm. his face is showing fear mm-hmm. the one moment when he falls off of the 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 battle cruiser mm-hmm. and he's drowning he's chained up he looks like one of us would look if we were chained up and we're drowning yeah so I think they did a really good job as far as the facial features and everything. I'm really going to be yeah. curious. I'm curious about the whole axe thing. Uh, it look, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, um, because I, I just saw the person shouted out. Um, uh, it's R E W O P three hundred. He uh, apparently he says he's been a long time lurker, but this is the first time he's broken cover uh, to actually say something, and it's because you talked about. Um, one of his favorite films, which was Night of the Hunter. Oh. So he says, because you mentioned that, it's what caused him to, to come out and yeah. uh, mention and it. He, oh, and he said the movie was not well-received. I did yeah. see that on Wikipedia. They said it didn't go over very well with the critics, and I think it was a box yeah. off flop. So yeah. Awesome. Oh. Thank you for sharing that. And again, I'm, I'm sorry to put you in a time... <laughs> In a time box like that. I talk fast anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like I was looking at it and and you know, typically um you know, typically I, I can go for a little bit longer. Like I don't have to have like a hard cutoff, but my wife's like I'm really getting hungry and obviously Oh you know, happy wife is a happy life. But before we go, uh, Andrew Hoyle, any last minute things you want to say? Anyone you want to shout out? Um I'll just say thanks for having me on and yeah. you know, taking my YouTube virginity. Yeah. Um <laughs> and um yeah just hope to speak more next time Ramon. yeah absolutely man yeah and it was great talking with you getting to actually you know speak with you and and you know not in person but of course you know uh uh emo- what's avatar to avatar um it's it's been great man so thank you for joining good stuff absolutely and tina yes oh well i guess i <laughs> oh well i already shared that's guys. true yeah uh, oh see this is something I was going to go into detail about. And oh, no, now we sorry. Don't have much time. Oh, no. I'll, I'll bring it up next time, I guess. Okay. What I'll do is I'll try and get... Because uh, I've, I've been meaning to get the Valkyrie on a stream. So I'll have to do that. Maybe that can be a way to hold it over. Okay. Get you and kinda, Steph on. It's kinda, 
It's kind of it's kind of something important I found out movie wise historically, and I was like, it knocked me for a loop. So I'm so I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. No, that's okay. (laughs) We will get to it though. We will get to it. Okay, and uh, we'll we'll yeah. But anyway, you guys are great. Uh, Laura, I saw that she uh, dropped off, and when I when I looked over to the Discord, it looked like she's offline. So I'm wondering if her phone died. I'm not sure. Um, but thank you, Laura, for being on. Thanks to Rosetta and Mr. Roy for being on. And shout out to the K-Man. Uh, I know that you wanted to join us today. But uh, yeah, anyway, guys, you've been great. Thank you for everyone who's been here uh, from the beginning watching. Uh, three and a half hours. Lots of fun. And I wish, I, I, again, I wish we could continue. But my wife just put the uh, potatoes in the oven, so I need to go cook up Uh-oh. some burgers. But, go, yeah. go, go, go. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Uh, and again, I, I will shout out. Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, real quick. Uh, so a shout out to uh, these YouTube members: Mtax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Jet Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. And again, shout out Andrew Hoyle. Thank you for joining me today. Tina, thank you for joining me today. You guys are great. Um, shout out to Steph for being a mod, uh, even though she left us for a little bit. Anyway, I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Let's go ahead and shout out some Patreon people real quick. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my Patreon members, Albertus Magnus, Ali C83, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, The Honker Chonker Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura Story, the Modern Major General, Mag Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you so very much for being my Patreon members. And a huge shout-out also to my Subscribestar members, Stan Four, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G. Adams, and the K-Man. Thank you all very much for being my Subscribestar members, and to all people who support the channel. It really does mean a lot. If you want to support the channel and have your name shouted out, please make sure that you join on Patreon or Subscribestar today. If you sign up at the $5 or up level, you also get access to exclusive giveaways, including for 4K and Blu-ray titles. At the $10 level, you get all that, plus you get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. There's actually currently an episode that I made public uh, on the channel right now, so you can go ahead and check that out if you want to have more access to even more episodes and more content and the ability to ask us questions. Please feel free to check that out as well. And if you join at the $25 level and up, the 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 Chosen of Valhalla level, you get to have all of those things, plus you get a free t-shirt that first month that you sign up for it, and every month you will be able to access the Chosen of Valhalla livestream where me and my chosen just talk for about two, three, sometimes even four hours about whatever it is that they want to talk about. So check all of that out in the links in the description below. You are all amazing and beautiful people. We all have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.